This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And here we are. Today is Monday, September 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Starting today, restaurants in much of Pennsylvania can boost indoor dining capacity from 25% to 50%. However, this does not include Philadelphia, where indoor dining capacity will not increase until at least October. The changes come as the weather begins to get cooler and restaurants want the capacity to put more customers inside. Also beginning on Monday, last call is moving to 11 p.m., meaning some restaurants are losing their last few hours of business. Under the new requirements, customers will have until midnight to finish their drinks, uh, and then the facility will have to shut down. Under the new requirements, um, customers... Sorry, that's the exactly what I just said. Um, mm, Governor but it was Tom, beautiful. Yes, it was. Governor Tom Wolf acknowledged that the pandemic has taken a significant toll on the food service industry and said the state is trying to balance public health and economic recovery, but frustration from business owners remains. And I was I was just talking to Marissa about this because I didn't realize they're saying that, that uh, some of the restaurants are losing the last few hours of business. I didn't realize that I thought 11 p.m. was a push from, from 10 p.m., not in the city, but outside of the city. I didn't realize um, that they were able to stay open a little bit longer. Yeah, you'd figure that'd be a nice way at least to help balance a little bit what they're losing with other stuff. But I was talking to somebody, some some people associated with restaurants, and, and they were trying to explain to me the different rules and variations. For example, if they have an outdoor tent, a tented area with yeah, yeah. covering, if they put three sides up on the tent to have a heater system in, that's considered that's indoor. considered indoor dining. I would, you know what? I was wondering what was going to happen with yeah. that if people could just put the heaters up and continue right. to serve outside. But like, now, like heat cannons, like we've yeah. done before with camp out, you know, the camp out for hunger. But sure. no, that's considered indoor at that point. So um, the city uh, is at an 11 p.m. Uh, last call, and then they have to be closed by midnight as well. So now this is across the board in Pennsylvania. The city of Philadelphia will be opening 46 new access centers on Monday as part of its second phase of rollouts. The access centers are a resource for working parents who cannot afford child care. Parents are able to drop off their kids at one of the 77 total access sites across the city. The children will be able to participate in virtual learning while being supervised. Staff will pr- provide food as well as activities. Prior registration is required and site capacity is limited to adhere to health and safety guidelines. Priority is given to children of care t- uh, caregivers who need to work outside of the home and cannot provide or afford supervision. The first phase of 31 access centers opened on September 8th. COVID-19 has made this year a challenge for working parents as they juggle working and helping their kids with virtual learning. In a statement, the district says 77 access centers can serve over 2,100 K-6 students during digital learning time this fall. A woman accused of sending a letter containing ricin to President Trump at the White House was arrested. The woman, whose name has not been released, is suspected of sending the envelope containing the poison to the White House. The letter was addressed to the president, but was intercepted at a government facility that screens mail addressed to the White House and President Donald Trump. Two oh, tests- they screen the president's mail? Yes. They, he doesn't he, just directly doesn't open it right out of the right mailbox? <laughs> well, and it was funny because I saw the letter and I was like, it's just, you know, President Donald Trump, like addressed right to him with the address hey, on everybody. it. Hey, everybody. I got I mail. Got, yeah. 
Two tests were conducted to confirm the rice and was indeed inside the envelope. The woman was arrested at the New York-Canadian border at the Peace Bridge in Buffalo. Officials say the woman was taken into custody by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers and is expected to face federal charges. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said the letter appeared to have originated in Canada. Steve, the uh, the return address was the North Pole. <laughs> North- oh, it was yes. Santa! Yep. Oh, my God, Preston. Yep. I'm shocked that the president himself didn't want to take that and open it himself. <laughs> All right. I want a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Jared got through three touchdown passes, and Tyler Higby and the LA Rams beat the Eagles 37 to 19 yesterday the afternoon at the Link. Goff completed his first 13 passes, including a pair of touchdowns to Higby, and the Rams jumped out to a 21-3 lead early in the second quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Eagles, who fell to 0-2, pulled within one score, but Goff's 28-yard touchdown pass to Higby secured the win for the Rams. Up Remember, next. trust the process. Up next for the Eagles is a game at home against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday at 1 o'clock. In the NBA playoffs, Anthony Davis hit a buzzer-beating three-pointer to give the L.A. Lakers a 105-103 win over the Denver Nuggets on Sunday night. And a two-games-to-none lead in the Western Conference Finals. Game three is tomorrow night. The Phillies could hit the road for their playoff push without Bryce Harper in the lineup. Harper left in the Phillies' 6-3 loss yesterday afternoon to the Toronto Blue Jays with lower back stiffness. Harper exited after he struck out with the bases loaded in the seventh inning. Manager Joe Girardi said Harper will receive treatment, but it was unknown if the player would play tonight when the Phils open up a four-game series in Washington against the Nationals. Zach Wheeler gets the start tonight, and the first pitch is set for 6.05. And in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals, that's tonight in Edmonton. In Game 1 over the weekend, the Dallas Stars beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. to The puck drops tonight at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. And we welcome you back from a uh, weekend. Hope everybody's doing well. It was a wonderful weekend, really. Uh, you know, those autumn temperatures were kind of nice. It was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I enjoyed stepping out and, uh, and having just that little cool yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not bad. Fire, if you if you don't have a fire pit, you, you know, go wherever you get them, or if you can do one, they're wonderful, especially around this you time You know what? It, this weekend, I was like, I wish I had a fire pit. You know, <laughs> any place, like your regular hardware store, I, yeah. I, I, you know, whether you're going big scale or whatever, they're, they're a lot of fun. They sold out this year, though, Steve, uh, oh, in no a doubt, lot of different yeah. places because of everything that you just described, but also people spent so much time at home. Oh, yeah. I bought one in my hardware store, which is yeah. great. It was literally the last one that they had in stock, and so uh, good luck finding them. Yes. They, they might be sold out where you, where you buy your yours. Own. Yeah. Or the <laughs> Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be changing, as I said, temperature wise this week. So it's gonna be a little little flavor of summer uh, as we continue in summer until we actually hit the official date. On when is the first day of fall? I know in the twenty first, twenty second, something like that. Today or tomorrow? Is it today? today. Is it today? No, today's is the first day of fall. No, we can't. Is it? Today is the twenty first, and Nick just said the twenty first or twenty second. So it's either today or tomorrow. It is it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Ah. Okay. All right. Very nice. All right, well, listen, we have a new Word of the Week prize. This is a great prize if you're into vinyl. This is for you. Ten vinyl albums, including recent releases from Pearl Jam, Metallica, and even a signed copy of the Struts' Young and Dangerous in honor of Record Store Day. Yeah. Uh, This year, Record Store Day is going to be celebrated at properly distanced through a series of Record Store Day drops. And Saturday is the second of the three designated dates. Uh, so yeah, we already have one in August and then yes, this Saturday and then in October, there's going to be one so you can support your local record store this Saturday, but we have 10 
vinyl albums to give away, which is pretty cool. So we'll do the letter of the day at the end of the show and get you set for all of that. We do have a couple of guests on the program today. Ian Summerhalder is going to be joining us. Uh, he's been in tons of things, including Lost. That's where we got to know him. Uh, but he's in uh, Kiss the Ground, which is available on Netflix tomorrow. So we'll talk to him. Uh, Tracy Davidson at NBC10. Long-time relationship with her. Forever. And uh, she is moving shifts away from the morning show. So yeah. we'll find out what the details are. And, of course, uh, Vi is, is uh, retiring, so uh, breaking up that uh, that partnership. So we will chat with her a little bit later on today, see what's up in her world. A reminder, Kathy's fall activities list is up on uh, WMMR.com and PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, that flash sale on these T-shirt ends tomorrow. And... The beer in the shower holder oh boy. Amp slash Bluetooth player, that flash sale ends tomorrow, too. So you go to the rock shop at WMMR.com and you can get all those great items. So make sure you get them before they are gone. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have the entertainment report and the stupid question, and we have a Monday together. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away, all right? We have a stupid question. We have a family four-pack of tickets to Adventure Aquarium, which is open daily. Awesome. And reservations are required. If you don't win these tickets, keep that in mind. All right, so question that I have for you this morning actually is uh, nautical in nature. And not because I hate you. Wasn't that a band? Naughty uh, by nature? No, it was naughty by nature. Oh, not because I hate you. All right, so name the town where Forrest started Bubba Gump Shrimp. Ah. Two, wow. 215263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Name name the town or the. Uh, yeah, let's, see, let's see if you get it right. Didn't Forrest Gump also start Lululemon? Uh, no, he did oh. not start Lululemon. I don't think so. <laughs> Not that I... Well, that might have been a detail I missed in the movie. I don't know. I'm going to go through some birthdays today, Monday, September 21st. Uh, We're going to start off with a big one. Stephen King celebrates his birthday today. Yeah, he's 73. I was just watching The Mist yesterday. And I remember, I, I love that short story. The movie is is, is well done. Yeah. It's just such a downer ending. But Absolutely. What an amazing writer. I'm a little over halfway through reading Under the Dome, and I am totally <laughs> caught up in it. It's it's like, you know, I listen to, I do, I do audiobooks now. Right. It's just easier for me because I have a 30-some-odd-minute drive. And so, like, I can't wait to get in the car to further this story along. I love it. I They did the miniseries. Yeah, and I it's one it. of those miniseries where they stopped. The series just stopped. No kidding. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And Nick had said he had started reading it. It was such a huge book. Yeah, I that, loved it. It, yeah. it. I didn't stop because I didn't love it. I just it got too heavy. <laughs> it's over a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, tired. A, it's a big book, so I'm, I'm doing the audio. It's going to take me about a month and a half to listen to the whole thing. So, uh, but I'm a huge King fan. Try, I'm trying to go through his entire library. I'm work, working do my you, way through it. Do you press them, pay attention, or care about the Richard Bachman stuff? Is it any different? Sure. I don't know much about it. Uh, no, I mean it's it's got the same flavor. Okay. But I've read several Bachman books. Absolutely, but they're same. Yeah, in, to- in tones, yeah. just a different name. Yep, exactly. Okay. 
Uh, so he's 73 today. Uh, Nicole Richie turns 39 years old today. That's uh, Lionel's daughter, obviously. The kind Simple of. Life. Uh, yeah. Adopted. Not by a lot. Yeah. Adopted. Adopted, right? yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's his daughter. Yeah. So she is, uh, the word is she's working on new music. Wait, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, but she's she took a lot of time off to be a mom, mm-hmm. and apparently is a good mom. So, who knows? Uh, 39 today. Liam Gallagher of Oasis fame. He is the lead singer of the band, uh, and he celebrates his 48th birthday, known to be the, the more... Is he the more contentious of the two brothers? He's kind of, yeah. He's, okay. He's always got something he's, he's pissy about, so uh, happy 48th birthday. Uh, Cheryl Hines, the actress, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, obviously is where she really... I think she's sexy. ...made her mark. I do, too. She's yeah. got a sexy mouth. She's got a sexy mouth. Something about her mouth. <laughs> mouth. She, she has a large mouth. Isn't she dating a... Wasn't she dating a Kennedy? Or married to a Kennedy? I or, don't know. Quite uh, possibly. Uh, usually spot on about those things, so I wouldn't doubt it. Check uh, that out, Nick, if you wouldn't. And I know yeah. it's not John Kennedy, because he's dead. Uh, she's 50. Yeah, she's married to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There, there we go. go. Wow. Okay, she's 55 today. Uh, Luke Wilson, he's married to Owen Wilson. That's right. <laughs> no, they're brothers. They're the Wilsons. Uh, the Wilsons. He is. Uh, Luke is uh, 49 today. Every family picture with their dad, you can only see the top part of his face because he's standing behind a fence. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's the Wilson. Yeah, that's their that. dad. Uh, Bridget Moynihan uh, turns 50 years old today. Is she the most famous for being dumped by uh, Tom Brady? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Lake, the former talk show hostess and actress, uh, she's 52. She's in the original Hairspray. She is. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, recently in the news because she had an issue. I think she had a alopecia. Oh, okay. I think she was, had a, a form of it and she was dealing with it, but uh, I'm not sure. You okay. can check that out. Maybe she's married to a Kennedy. Uh, the great Bill Murray turns oh, yeah. 70 years old today. Wow. That's a, that's a big birthday for Bill. Uh, so a happy one to him, and he's really he's taken on legendary status over the past decade or more. He's also softened. Yeah, over he used to be known to be uh, unpleasant to encounter, and that's that's all changed. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. no white chocolate, no fudge. Mm-hmm. This was got to remember. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, the uh, producer of just tons and tons and tons of stuff over the years. We met him. We interviewed him. He was a nice guy. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Bad Boys, Armageddon, Black Hawk Down, Pirates of the Caribbean, the CSI shows, Cold Case, all that stuff. He's 77 today. Uh, Ethan Cohen, the uh, writer, producer, director, Big Lebowski, Fargo, No Country for Old Men, True Grit, 63 years old Does he have anything to do with the Fargo TV show? I mean, I'm, I'm sure is they're he like a producer or I'm sure just peripherally they probably turned it over to other people. Uh, Faith Hill, the country music star. Married to Tim McGraw. We we actually saw her because of Jerry Bruckheimer's Pearl Harbor. Steve is correct about yeah, that. Yeah. Same, same, probably same day that we interviewed Jerry. Yeah. Uh, we saw Faith Hill because we were in Hawaii for the Pearl Harbor premiere and it was a star studded affair. And we're just walking through, you know, the, the serving area, getting our food and stuff. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's Faith Hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's right there. She's gorgeous. And gorgeous. Yeah. We, how out of place did you oh, feel in that crowd? Please. Yes. Was she the one that made the face when someone else won the award? Yes. Yeah. When it, uh, Carrie, uh, Underwood? Carrie, Carrie Underwood, Underwood won. Yeah. She was fresh from American Idol. Right. And it was kind of a, it was a novelty <laughs> that she was nominated and she won and had the camera trained on Faith Hill. It was a country music award and she just goes, what? <laughs> I mean, like, just incense. Clearly she thought she was going to win. What? Oh, yeah. 
because I think she had performed, and that's usually the way it works. The performer usually wins. It's kind of the odds-on favorite. It was hilarious. Right, yeah. But Carrie Underwood went on to be not a novelty, no. no real deal, wins all kinds of awards, has all kinds of success. So. And her career is sort of eclipsed faith. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that show Nashville. The young one comes in. Yeah, yeah. The older one starts to get phased out, you know. Yeah, she's uh, 53 today. <laughs> Don Felder of the Eagles has uh, sat right here in this studio before. Great stories. Yeah, he did have some great stories. Outstanding guitarist. I love what he would he'd talk about uh, Joe Walsh keeping a small chainsaw yeah. in his luggage mm-hmm. so he could tear apart hotel rooms. He told us a really cool story. I said uh, there's, a, there's a scene. If you see the classic video of the band playing Hotel California Live. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Don are playing the famous guitar solo at the end, and Don whispers something to Joe, and they both start laughing. And I said, do you have any idea? Do you remember what that was? And he said, well, first of all, he said, I think that was filmed here in Philadelphia. Ah. And then he said, I believe what I was telling Joe is I said to him, you're showing. Yeah. And to them, that meant... You had a little bit of cocaine right oh. under your nostril. Oh. You're showing, and they started laughing. So I was like, wow, that's a great freaking story, man. Uh, he's 73 today. Uh, Rob Morrow, the actor, uh, Northern Exposure, quiz show, uh, the uh, program Numbers. What happened to him? He's 58. Don't know. After Numbers, I kind of really didn't see much from him after that. I think he married a Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> You're usually spot on yeah. about that. <laughs> How about this? Maggie Grace from Lost and Taken and... Listen, if you go back and you watch that first Taken movie, she is the most spoiled little brat that ever walked the mm-hmm. face of the earth. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have news for you. <laughs> you can keep her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, She's go back. thorn in my side. Watch the beginning of that yeah. movie and what a, a spoiled little brat she is. Besides, well, she, she also seems much older than a girl who is yes. acting that way. 16. Daddy! I know, yeah. I know. Man, she is yeah. she is perfection as far as uh, her beauty goes. She was also an a-hole in the beginning and lost as well, if you recall. Mm-hmm. She was. Yeah. And we were having uh, Ian Summerholder, who was uh, the love interest to her. No, it's a brother. No, they oh, were brother. Step- they, yeah. they, they ended up hooking up, remember? They didn't. Yeah. I don't remember. I know, but uh, it was weird because they were siblings, but they were step-siblings, and so That's he, had right. a, he had a crush on her, and then she sort of uh, rebuffed wow. his, his advances. Mm-hmm. So she showed up in Fear the Walking Dead, and I, I watched probably three or four episodes. I'm like, God, man, I know her. And it's one of those, like, I don't want to look it up. I could look it up, but I want to... I was wanna... she in Too Fast, Too Dead? Uh, yeah, she was in Too the, Fast, the, Too Dead. The dead race car. But she, she, um, she's got short, like, dark hair in the show, and okay. that's why I was like, I don't know. I know I know this person. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but her characters are spoiled little brats. <laughs> she's 37 today. And the last birthday, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I nearly had a cerebral hemorrhage last night. <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos? I'm all set for America's Funniest Home Videos. Celebrity Family Feud. No! I'm like, what? <laughs> now that's family fun, too. I was Steve. able to watch the Monsters. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm glad you held it Which together. Maryland did you get? First Maryland. Okay. Over the early episodes. Uh, Alfonso is 49 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Name the town where Forrest started the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, and I will go to Jim for that answer. Hey, Jim. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, bud. All right, what's the name of the uh, the area, the, the town where he started it? It is Bayou Labatry, Alabama. You got it. Oh! Bayou Labatry. Uh, hang on a second. Or was that Louisiana? 
That's Alabama. Who's Alabama? Yeah. All right. Alabama. All right, Jim, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you a family four-pack tickets to Adventure Aquarium. Open daily reservations are required. You can visit AdventureAquarium.com for more information. Uh, I have box office information. How about that? Slowly that trickles yeah. in. Uh, it was the first weekend at the box office since it started reopening without major studio releases. Uh, next up will be Death of the Nile from 20th Century Fox Disney on October 23rd. So there's still no major releases coming out. Uh, but the top five were Tenet was number one uh, with $4.7 million, followed by The New Mutants at a million. Uh, Infidel... Or no, I'm sorry, 1.6 million is what the new mutants made. Uh, Unhinged and the Broken Hearts Gallery. I only have five, uh, but that's a start. Oh, we're getting there. Yep, yep. Um, so let's dive into the Emmy Awards. Uh, those were last night, and I can give you the, the thumbnail version of this. Did you watch any of it? No, I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> I know. I got yeah. an alert, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Emmys have never really been something. I'm more, Oscars I'll pay attention to, Grammys yeah. I'll pay attention to, Emmys... It's usually the same groups going after the same awards every year with slight changes here and there. So it's never really been a It was actually on. a little surprising. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was also surprising in the execution. And um, I, they pulled off some stuff that I was, cool. uh, I was actually impressed with. Um, it probably is one that should have been watched more. But I just think by the very fact that you guys were unaware of it and so <laughs> many were. And so many people are turned off on the virtual sort of thing now. That uh, the ratings, we'll see what the ratings are, but th- I think they got creative. They did a good job. You know what I was thinking, though? I wonder if, like, some of the celebrities, or, like, a lot of them are glad that they didn't have to go. Yes. Maybe. Oh, they my God. Still attend and still be a part of it virtually, but didn't have to get all dressed up and I, go. And, and I wonder, Kathy, how this will change future so you can no longer, like, the, uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't be here. I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Tunisia filming Mummy 5. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and plus it's an all-day event yeah. for them. I mean, it starts early, much earlier because it's on the West Coast, and then they go to the after parties right. and all that stuff, so they probably loved it, yeah. Uh, so, S Creek, S's Creek. They were saying it straight up last night on the on TV. I, be, I bet. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm, We have I'm, to call it something else. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang back on that. But Schlitz. At, uh, Schlitz Creek yeah. and Succession won Outstanding Comedy and Drama along with several other hefty uh, trophies. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel took on the hosting duties. I'll just give you the rundown of, of the basics, what it took place. It was his third time doing it. Um, and uh, red carpets, uh, hectic musical numbers, they're out. Virtual pandemic-friendly entertainment, special guests dialing in from the home are in. You know what was awesome? What? It said 9 to 11, and it was 9 to 11. That's no excellent. Yeah. Uh, so while Kimmel beamed in from L.A. Staples Center, uh, nominees and guests were broadcast from their homes on ABC. There were several exceptions. Uh, including a memorable, socially distant, Lysol-soaked appearance from Jennifer Aniston involving a small fire. Uh, the party got started with Kimmel welcoming us all to the pandemies, he called it, uh, during a year of disaster, death, and Zoom school. He pointed out the world may be terrible, but television has never been better. I also explained the strange dynamic of how the uh, they created the show with cameras in the homes of all the nominees drinking and partying from home. Uh, going in, HBO's Watchmen led with 26 nominations. Yes! While Netflix set a new network record with 160, uh, ultimately it was Schlitz Creek <laughs> that won seven major awards. So huge, including uh, three for uh, Daniel Levy. So in the first hour of the Emmys, they basically won every award. They won the first seven awards. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, Schlitz Creek, 
sweep set a new record for most wins in a single season for a comedy. Watchmen also made history as the first comic book adaptation to snag a top Emmy for Best Limited Series. Uh, the series also won Best Supporting Actor, uh, Lead Actress, and Writing. Uh, Jeremy Strong snagged Best Lead in a Drama for Succession, while Zendaya won Best Actress. Succession also won Outstanding Drama and Directing. So Regina King won, which was very cool. And then the, the guy, Preston, who played her husband, who we later find out exactly who he is. Correct, and I I don't know his name off yeah, the top of my head. I have excellent. the list of winners later on. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, before the show even got started, though, news broke that uh, Juliana Rancic and Vivica A. Fox had to cancel their fashion pre-show on E! because they both tested fo- positive for COVID. Uh-huh. Um, the, let's see. She has, she, has, um, uh, she has conditions, too. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Juliana? Yeah, she's got to be very, very careful. Yeah, correct. Uh, do we want to play a couple clips or save those for later on? What whatever, you whatever. You know what? We, we can burn them off now. There's, I mean, it's it's not that incredible. All right. Let's just do it. Hey, there's there. me pitching a re- every reason to listen. Yeah, we're not going to do all of them. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the opening monologue, what they did with the, the opening monologue is they um, they cut in audience from past Emmys. So it actually worked. And then as he finishes it up, Preston, um, you just realize it's just uh, an empty, empty venue. Whatever so, one you want so to play. So we're doing the opening from. monologue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hello. And welcome to the pandemies. Wow, it's great to finally see people again. Thank you for risking everything to be here. Thank me for risking everything to be here. You know what they say, you can't have a virus without a host. The big question that I guess we should answer is, why would you have an award show in the middle of a pandemic? No, seriously, I'm asking, why are we having an award show in the middle of a pandemic? So each one of those laughs were accompanied by shots of the audience. They cut a shot like Morgan Freeman, like laughing. And That's great. Says, and so and it, it, I love if it. you came in on it, you would have no idea that it was not happening live with a, a completely packed That's venue. Nice. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Schlitz Creek wins all the awards. It's so you have, you have both uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara winning. Okay. Uh, so this just says they win all the awards. Right. If you're counting, you should think a Soul Train Award. Congratulations. All right, so that wasn't edited. That out. wasn't that, yeah. So we, we, we can't play that. So, yeah. Uh, that's why I yeah. here. Right. It's really, well, okay. Well, we're going to go, yeah, I know, whatever. Man. Yeah, it's, right, it's why I left it out. Let's go to uh, David Letterman presented an award, and he, he, he was wearing a throwback uh, tuxedo. And, and it's, he did some old jokes. He said he found, uh, like, jokes in the pocket that he hadn't worn it since the 80s. All right, here we go. This tuxedo, the last time I wore it was in 1986 when I hosted the Emmys. Here's what I found in the pocket. These are jokes from the 1986 Emmys. I'm going to read them. They're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 1986, what a great-looking crowd. So many stars, so much cocaine. Is this the Emmys or the Mets locker room? <laughs> Neil Diamond is nominated tonight. Neil, where'd you go for that spray tan? Chernobyl? 1986. (laughs) Oliver North and Angela Lansbury have a new show this fall on CBS. It's called Trading Arms for Hostages, she wrote. (laughs) Quality comedy uh, is timeless. <laughs> oh, that's excellent! Uh, wow. All right. And then there was a funny thing that uh, Sterling K. Brown did. He goes up and he they, they of course, the impression that he he believes that they've won an award. You can let it play out if you want. Oh, wow! I did not see this coming. They told us Succession was a shoe in, 
For This Is Us to win best drama in such an unbelievably loaded season, back up the Brinks trucks, you cheapskates. We won best drama, and we ain't showing up to work unless we get some big-ass raises. Because this right here, this right here is an envelope. <laughs> Why do I have an envelope? I'm presenting. <laughs> We weren't even nominated. <laughs> I will be at work tomorrow happily and on time and without complaint. This is still a huge honor. Um, here are the nominees for Outstanding Drama Series. I like it. All right, and then we skipped the one. It was Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Uh, wins for uh, Schlitz Creek. Here we go. I, I will forever be grateful to Eugene and Daniel Levy for the opportunity, oppor for bestowing upon me the opportunity to play a woman of a certain age, my age, who gets to fully be her ridiculous self. You see, I told you I was good. Uh, I guess it's kind of ironical that the straightest role I've ever played lands me an Emmy for a comedy performance. Um, so now I seriously have to question just what I've been doing for the past 50 years. <laughs> and it's great. wild because they look like they were in, like, uh, the banquet room of an Applebee's. Okay. But yeah, so the, the, the cast and everyone everyone had their different, there were the homes and some, like, Zendaya seemed to be at somebody's home with a... A bunch of friends, and it was it was interesting. I'm really glad uh, Schlitz Creek is getting its credit because it, it's been around for five or six seasons, and um, it it sort of flew under the radar for a number of seasons, and now it's one of the most popular shows on TV. But it's it's a great show. It's really well done. It's um, funny from beginning to end. It's really touching. So uh, I'm glad it won. How, it, for how the first time. For the first time in a while, while watching the Emmys, I actually had a little bit of a vested interest in it. Right. Because yeah. most of the time, I, I'm, I'm like you, Preston. I don't care that much. But this, it's a great show. Yeah. How proud must Eugene Levy be of his son? I oh mean, my God, just, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. But the he, whole and, cast is phenomenal. And his son produces a vehicle that lands him his first Emmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. All right, I do have some stories outside of that. We'll uh, go with a little serious tone here. Danny Masterson made his first appearance at L.A. courtroom in an L.A. courtroom on Friday. Uh, the face charges that he raped three women in the early 2000s. Uh, the 44-year-old denies the charge and is arguing that he is being persecuted for his devotion to the Church of Scientology. Uh, he's free on $3.3 million bail <sighs> Yeah, since being arrested in June. Uh, he did not enter a plea. His lawyer, Tom Massaro, accused uh, L.A. County D.A. Jackie Lacey of filing charges for political gain ahead of the November election. Massaro is He defended one... Michael Jackson yes, in his high-profile yeah. uh, sexual misconduct case and said that there have been repeated attempts to politicize this case. He is absolutely not guilty, and we are going to prove it. Uh, Deputy District Attorney Reinhold Mueller uh, dismissed Massaro's allegations as false and pure speculation with no basis in fact. Uh, Leah Remini... Of course, a vocal critic of Scientology was there. She was at the trial. Really? I didn't yep. know that. Uh, Masterson's next court appearance is October 19th. If convicted, he faces uh, 45 years in prison. Yeah, I bet she'll be right there for every bit of it. So we'll see. Uh, I thought this was kind of fun. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is showing off his strength. The 48-year-old actor took to Instagram on Friday to share pictures of his front gate, which he destroyed when it wouldn't open due to a power outage. He wrote, not my finest hour, but a man's got to go to work. We experienced a power outage due to severe storms causing my front gate to not open. I tried to override the hydraulic system to open the gates, which usually works when the power goes out, but this time it wouldn't. 
Made some calls to see how fast I could get the gate tech on site, but I didn't have 45 minutes to wait. By this time, I know I have hundreds of production crew members waiting for me to come to work so we can start our day. So I did what I had to do. I pushed, pulled, and ripped the gate completely off myself. By bare hands. Tore it out of the brick wall, (laughs) severed the steel hydraulics, and threw it on the grass. Uh, After Johnson manually ripped down the gate, his security team met the technicians who were apparently in disbelief and equally scared uh, by the destruction that was left. Uh, Ryan Reynolds couldn't help but poke fun at his pal's antics. He commented on the post saying, the gate opened the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Johnson shared a second post that further showed what was left behind after he ripped off the gate. Uh, He wrote, jokes aside, thank you to the techs and welders who mobilized very quickly in the morning to come over and take care of the destruction. Thank you, gentlemen. Just one of those days where I wasn't in the mood, and we've all been there. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> ripped it off by hand. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Uh, Christina and Anna Anstead have separated after two years of marriage. They're from Flipper Flop. Right. Yep. She had been married to the her, her ex-husband was also on that show, yes? Yeah, and then she had her own show called Christina on the Coast. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so this was just weeks after their son had celebrated his first birthday. Uh, she made the announcement on social media, writing, Aunt and I have made the difficult decision to separate. We are grateful for each other, and as always, our children will remain our priority. We appreciate your support and ask for privacy for us and our family as we navigate the future. Uh, she shares two children, Taylor and Braden, with her ex, uh, Tarek, I guess is how you say his name. I always mess it up. Is it Tariq or Tarek? I always and say Tarek Almaza. All right, good. Who is now engaged to Selling Sunsets, Heather Ray Young. <laughs> so they're all keeping it in that TV family. Is that crazy? Yeah. So, and they posted a, so when, uh, for this split, they posted a picture on Instagram. And I don't know if it's the actual picture that they posted. It was just the, the website that I was on that supplied the picture. But it looked like both of them just split. Uh, you know, and they're posting a picture of them together on the beach, uh, a sunset thing. I'm like, really? Is that is that yeah, what no, you... That's the one. Yep, I'm looking at it. So is that kind of weird to post when you're announcing your split? They're holding hands, <laughs> walking towards the sunset. We love oh. our stuff. We love each other so much. We can't stand each other. Maybe the sunset's a metaphor. So yes, even, you the know. sun's getting real low. Right. In, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, big guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Maybe maybe they're, they're they're using that, or it's the only picture they had. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. use this one. Whatever, yep. we're done. Uh, now this I did not know, but uh, there was an incident that happened with uh, Brad Pitt in Scientology. He was dating Juliette Lewis in the 1990s, and he dabbled in it a little bit, according really? to a report in the Sun. Yeah, a source says he went through purification rituals in a sauna. With a 15-year-old girl supervising. He must bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And got into a fight with his supervisor who has since left the church. Huh. Michael Mallon is the supervisor and he told the, the son of the process, he said, The coach tries to get the student to react by pushing the student's buttons. And that's what I did with Brad Pitt. I did it mercilessly, insulting the S out of him. Uh, his then girlfriend, Juliette Lewis, was there. He got so pissed off, he walked out of the trailer and just split. Uh, Juliet had to rescue him. Uh, he just needed to cool off, and I guess no one had bull baited him before. I was going pretty hard on him, but that's the whole point to get the person where they're no longer reacting and can comfortably be there. Uh, Pitt, I don't think I'd like that treatment. Pitt eventually left the church and uh, split with Lewis. Yeah, so I mean, but that's listen. You're watching the vow about Nexium. Uh, it's the These same the things deal. they do. They they play on your emotions. Oh, yeah. 
and they they do these weird you know it's it's your anger trying to surface and and that's that's your fear and you know throw all that garbage at you and ask questions back at you oh my god so you ask a question well is that is that what you want yeah it I, I, <laughs> why because I'm watching the show yeah, yeah. as well the Val and and the way. The way these questions are framed at some of these people, I'm like, I would sit there and go, I don't even know what you mean. Right. I don't even know what that means. To someone who's susceptible, it seems deep. Yes. Oh, oh my God, you've opened up my eyes. And they start crying. But but these aren't idiots, too. These are are smart people who are being taken in. I think she was born into the religion, right? Weren't her parents... Uh, Ju- that Julie- sounds familiar. Juliet Lewis, yeah, Lewis. Juliet Lewis, which you know really changes the, dyna- the dynamic on it. It's not like she was brought into a cult or anything. That'd be like, like uh, that'd be like uh, Leah Remini. She was born into it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, how about this adult animated series? Harley Quinn has been renewed for a third season on HBO Max, but not as a DC Universe scripted original. Uh, from now on, Harley Quinn, starring Kaylee Cuoco, will be what's called a Max Original. I didn't know Kaylee Cuoco was doing the Harley Quinn voice. I didn't know that either. Uh, DC Universe is moving away from scripted original series and will transition to becoming a to being a comic book subscription series as DC Universe Infinite. Uh, the service will launch January 21st and have more than 24,000 comic books, digital first comics, and other events. DC Universe Infinite will be available online at dcuniverseinfinite.com. iOS and Android devices for $7.99 a month or $74.99 a year, which is six and a quarter a month. I think I'm subscribed to about 14 DC things that I have no idea that I never watched. I I don't know, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But one of these days I'm going to have to do a great assessing you know, there was a time after we talked about some sort of Tom, a Tom Sizemore story and some story about dwarf porn. And I had subscribed to get audio. And then later on, like on my, my credit card bill, I'm like, what, what is this charge? And it, <laughs> trying it dwarf to, porn. <laughs> yeah. For and years. I right? didn't realize, like, it was a monthly renewing subscription. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you can easy. write that off, though. Yeah. yeah. You could. Yeah. yeah. I can see you in front for the IRS. Oh, that's my dwarf I, porn. Uh, I, use, yeah. that for I use that for work. Job. Uh, but it's easy to get caught up in those subscriptions and you don't even realize that they're still taking money from you. Because in the moment when you're trying to grab something quickly, you're like, right. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my excuse, because I love it. Queen Elizabeth has stripped convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein of the Commander of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire Honor, or the CBE, which he had been awarded in 2004. I forgot that he got that. Uh, The Queen, this is according to a statement, the Queen has directed that the appointment of Harvey Weinstein to be an honorary commander of the Civil Division of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire... Dated 29 January 2004, shall be canceled and annulled. Woof. And that his name shall be erased from the register of the said order. That's not fair. Uh, a statement. <laughs> Show me your cooter. Oh, oh my wow. God. You Whoa. can't say that to the queen. And why do you want to see that? Oh, I like them all. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh. God. He's so gross. <laughs> Uh, and a, a statement in the London Gazette, the UK's uh, official public <sighs> record newspaper. I have to sit on my nose and then lick, a, <laughs> lick the puss. <laughs> uh, over the weekend, I finally watched uh, the movie Bombshell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Roger Ailes, it, it's yeah. what it's all about. And I kept, I kept thinking about it. 
about that, Steve. <laughs> and he looks extra, extra. Oh. I mean, they went. <laughs> I'm fart in your mouth. Let's eat ribs and then I'll fart in your mouth. (laughs) I kept thinking about that. (laughs) That scene where he's telling... uh, Megyn Kelly? No, not Megyn Kelly. The other one to lift her skirt up higher and higher. Oh, yeah, the one that Margot Robbie plays. Margot Robbie, yeah. yeah. And and it's uh, John Lithgow is just an incredible actor, but man, is that an uncomfortable scene. John Lithgow has gotten gigantic. Well, they, they... I mean... As far as his fatness, right? He's well, that's, huge. Well, they, they, they puffed that's him up. That's a suit? Yeah, yeah they puffed yeah. him up for that. Because he was big in The Queen as well as... Um, the Crown. Or the Crown, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. as uh, um, Churchill. No, I saw him skinnier for something else. Okay, all right, because I was like, wow, man, he's getting huge. Because he's playing Ryan Lochte in the new uh, movie. Oh, yeah. okay, he had to whip it in shape. <laughs> One last story. James Kahn says that there won't be a sequel to the hit Christmas fantasy comedy Elf because... Headliner Will Ferrell and director John Favreau didn't get along. Oh, no, really? Yeah, he had said in an interview, we were going to do it, and I thought, oh, my God, I finally got a franchise movie. I could I could make some money, let my kids do what the hell they want to do. <laughs> and the director and Will didn't get along very well. That's sort of sad to hear that, because a movie that is so wonderful to know that they were contentious kind of sucks. Well, and he, also, like, they both seem like they're fun. They seem to have similar sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. He said, so Will wanted to do it. He didn't want the director, and he had it in his contract. It was one of those things. I want an elf to fart my face. <laughs> uh, it was made on a budget of just, it says, just $33 million. Uh, the film was a box office. It grossed $220.4 million in worldwide box office take. I think a sequel might have been good to that. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, let's get to the clips. The third day is a new HBO miniseries broken into three acts following the journey of a man and woman venturing to a mysterious island on separate occasions. In this clip, co-director Mark Munden discusses how the show's island changed his approach to directing. I thought it was very peculiar in a way that I'd never seen before. And at other times it felt very wild and very mysterious. So it's the soul of the world. It's right at the heart of the piece. So you've got to capture it in some sort of way. I suppose all those things sort of led into how I thought about putting that on film. A new episode of The Third Day premieres tonight. Uh Ah, great. I'll remember that. On HBO. Here's the next one. Follow the heirs of a wealthy southern businessman as they hatch a plan to get a piece of his fortune in Filthy Rich. In this clip, Kim Cattrall discusses being pitched the idea for the show by creator Tate Taylor. We had a conversation, and pretty soon into the conversation, after I read the script, I went, whoa, wow, this is fun. This is a ride. I think I'd like to do this. And as soon as I got into a conversation with Tate... I didn't hesitate. I said, yeah, I want to do this. And here we are. I don't give a f- Filthy Rich airs tonight. That's at 9 on Fox. I heard a Kim Cattrall story, and I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but apparently during the filming of Star Trek Undiscovered Country, she snuck onto the set with a photographer. She was a, uh, a Vulcan okay. in some of the makeup and did some sexy sort of quasi-nude shots on the bridge. Get out. And got, it was discovered, and like Leonard Nimoy, who was, you know, sort of controlling the franchise at that point, was like, his head nearly exploded. No kidding. Yeah. I wonder if those pictures exist anywhere. I'd like to see them. 
All right, uh, that's the entertainment report for you. We have Ian Summerhalder on the show later on this morning, as well as our friend Tracy Davidson from MV- NBC10. We uh, found out she's uh, switching shifts from morning to afternoon, so we'll talk to Tracy. We haven't chatted with her in a while, so it'll be nice to catch up. Uh, these things and more are going to be taking place, so we'll break and come back for your Monday morning drive-in. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. God smack. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. So there's this, uh, we have $1,000 to give away. 1000 bucks. Now, now that make, might make you pay attention to this next part that I have to say. Um, so there's a show on Fox coming out. It's called I Can See Your Voice. Okay, so it's on Wednesday night. Thursday after the show, you're going to have to watch that show, okay, Wednesday night, and then Thursday morning, I'm, I'm going to look for the answer to three separate questions about that show. Three. But here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what the questions are. All right. All right? But I'm going to tell you one today, one tomorrow, and one on Wednesday. Very tricky. Which means you have to write down these, and then watch the show, and then tune in Thursday morning. Uh-huh. If this is worth $1,000 to you, then you will do that. Okay. It's almost as if you're forcing people to listen. <laughs> I think they call it yeah, a forced, forced listening <laughs> contest. Huh. Right. Yeah. Forced does sound a little austere. Don't want to listen? Yeah. We'll force you to. <laughs> All right, so here's here's question number one. All right, so uh, which contestant... Write this down, please, if you're going to play along. Which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60th birthday party? Okay, so I'll, I'm, I'm going to reiterate this question through the course of today's radio Doesn't program. mean anything now because you haven't seen the show, but write, write it down. Yes. And then tomorrow I'll get you the second one, right. and then on Wednesday I'll get you the third one. And then we'll have to figure out what time we're going to ask that question on Thursday. I don't know yet. You'll have to listen to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60th Birthday and don't miss a great night of family fun starting Wednesday at eight with the return of the masked singer following the premiere of If I Can See or of I Can See Your Voice, which is hosted by Ken Jong, by the way, and of course he's on the masked singer too, only on Fox twenty nine. All right. And by the way, it's uh, it says here that it's a brand new show that asks the question, can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? That's what I've that's always all wondered about. that. Haven't yeah. you always wondered that? <laughs> I've wondered what this thing is you mentioned to me yesterday, Steve, about Chris Rock. You were very, yes, yeah. You didn't, you didn't give me any details, and I'm curious about what this is. And maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing, but I found it kind of interesting. Okay. So Chris Rock's 55 years old, and he noticed he was having some issues, and he went in for what is called a nine-hour series of cognitive tests. And he was diagnosed with something uh, called NVLD, which is nonverbal learning disorder. And Chris says the condition he has challenges. So nonverbal signals in social situations, he has difficulty deciphering. Okay. Which this, and it manifests. And if someone has it and can explain exactly what he's talking about, but he says he will take things too literally. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he will, like, it's an all or nothing, or he can't see subtle, he can't decipher signals that people send non-verbally. In- okay, so I see those as, as like, social cues. Right. Okay, so, and he can't, so you can't tell by a facial expression, right. by a nod, by some type of gesture. Right. 
that somebody might be saying something but implying something else by using their face. And he can't, huh. he has trouble deciphering. So he's actually going. That's what my guess is what it means. I don't know. That's what it sounded okay. like. And yeah. to me, that's that sounded very interesting. So he's, um, they have a handle on it. He says in a way it helps him with his comedy because he, he, he will go to extremes in the way he responds to things. And that adds, you know, impact to his comedy. But he says it has been an issue he feels it's also been his issue in relationships, too, that it's been impactful with that. Why didn't you know what I meant or why couldn't you, you know, f- didn't you know what I was saying or couldn't right. you gather the subtext? Right. And he couldn't. And okay. so I, I was wondering if that was. And sometimes I've I've dealt with people, you know, that, well, you know, it's they seem to lack that ability. And, and apparently it, it might be something along the line of the. Um, of the spectrum of uh, lower end of the spectrum, like Asperger's or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. But uh, I'd never heard of this because it's something we sort of take for granted. But what if you could not decipher those cues? Right. You know? Uh, yes. My my son is, is falls under this. Okay. All well. right. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing where you have to try to teach someone to be aware of of social cues and how do you like do that. that? How do you do that with him? Uh, God damn it! Pay attention. <laughs> no. So you take the more nurturing approach. Just no. You just try to listen. It's uh, I, I don't know if you can really teach because that to it's, someone. It's it's the, it's a very vague thing to grasp. I think you you normally you get that sort of ability through attrition. You just sort of begin to absorb it over yeah. time, and if that yeah. switch won't flick. Yeah, it, you can read the room, you right? Know what I mean, the classic and, reading the room. exactly. And so some some people have difficulty with right. that, which then makes them seem awkward, right? Uh, in social situations, it can, uh, which is uh, you know unfortunate. Um, so I, I I I don't think that I experience that, uh, but I can see that uh, yeah that that it would be more common than you might think. I was I was thinking the exact thing. I bet you it's way more common than you think because I I have there are people within my own extended family that I know probably have a version of this where it's like how are you not how could you say that and not realize this this was the wrong time for that. Do you know what I'm saying? And I wonder if this is a manifestation of that. It's such a, an interesting thing to see because it's an evolving field, right? And yes. so like uh, for example on the autism spectrum, um some people think that uh, Asperger's doesn't really exist anymore. They've changed the diagnosis on that. Right. And so it, it really depends on your personal situation and what your doctor suggests. Um, and so I, I'm always curious as to, taking studies like this, how they will affect current and future generations right. when it comes to learning. You know, because if they're able to diagnose oh, yeah. it now, um, it can help. So maybe Chris Rock really struggled when he was a kid because of this, and it was never properly diagnosed. He feels that's the case, because at 55, he's... Now, mind you, it's not like it's his, it's impeded his success. Right. And, in fact, right. may have added to his success. But he always felt there was something that was not firing correctly. Yeah. No, I, I believe in that. And you're right, Nick, about that as far as um, how they've advanced uh, uh, education and tailoring and taking very uh, specific education plans, IEPs, which we have for my kids, uh, or at least a couple of them, and is kind of tailors it to help them learn. I mean, that's bottom line. What education is they they want you to learn. It's not like so so people learn in different ways. You, do you ever go to um, like a doctor's office you haven't been to before? Yeah, or or even a hospital, and will ask, and you steal some drugs? No, well, <laughs> no, the prescription. Pack. Not oh, yeah. that part of it. No, but they will ask. 
what ways do you learn best? Yeah. You ever see those? Yeah, yeah. And it says by verbally, by video, by written, and you can check any one of those boxes that you want to. I always it's check same, Rosetta Stone. It's it's the same thing, I think, for school. The, I've the, never you, had that. Oh, really? I don't think I've had sure. that. I have ADD, though, so I wouldn't have paid attention. <laughs> right. You didn't get that yeah, far yeah. down the page. <laughs> I had enough of this. But I, I think that that is helpful. There there are, I think in some ways, some, sometimes there's a, a mad rush to over-diagnose things. But I think some of these things are legit. Like I, my uh, ADD, I, you know, I, I took a test with a therapist and apparently I'm off the charts. Really? I like, I'm crazy. Like I. No. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I know my ability, like I get so, someone starts saying something and I'm like. I, I just get so disconnected quickly, and I ha- and I have to force myself to just lock and load and pay attention. Having met so many comedians over the years, I I'll bet you a lot of people with comedic minds have something similar to that, Steve. I, I it think seems so. like you guys are all a little quirky. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. There's something so wrong just with in all. this something conversation, in my mind, when I'm explaining the Chris Rock thing, I'm hearing in my own voice. I'm hearing. So Chris Rock, <laughs> and 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 I'm just it's it's the way I process. How do you guys learn best? I don't know. I think through pornography. No, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, because I've learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned a lot through. Porn. It's not always about the pizza. No. I'm a visual person. Like, I have to see it. And when you said the doctor's office thing, that's what I always check. Like, I I have to actually see it happen or, like, watch a a video of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I can get it as opposed to reading something or hearing the doctor tell me about it. So if you lay out, for example, if you have something from Ikea and you're going to build something, you're going to set up something at home. How do you go about, you have the pieces and everything. How do you go about putting it together? I, I can tell you how I do it. I have the diagram, and I I have the pieces numbered, and I put them all in separate areas. And so oh, I that, yeah, so I, I do it that yeah, way me too. I like to and I also I also hold whatever I'm building in the same position that the diagram picture has. Oh, with that yeah. yeah. I actually just call the guy that I hired. Yes, to when put it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Where's the checkbook? No, but you know what the um... I'm calling guppies. Maybe they can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay still loves Lego and. I will. I just recently worked with him on it, and right. he was following it so easily. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even under, like, I don't get this. I don't understand it. What, what are we doing here? What, it's what is this? Because you part? an idiot. <laughs> he was like, you still an idiot. Well, huh? I am proud of you for saying Lego. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pluralize it, so you are learning, Kath. Yeah. And guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, to me, I couldn't. I gave her a compliment. I couldn't see that. You know what I mean? And he and he was so easy, yeah. easily able to do that. It is it is frustrating when people are are naturally take to something. But uh, again, if you if you can learn how to play to your strengths, which something like this would do, again, Chris Rock is saying, I I I accept that this could be a benefit, uh, but it is also frustrating at a certain level. You it's know? a benefit for for certain people too. Like right, it yeah. could be a total hindrance for others. You yeah, know? if you're a funeral director, yeah, well, come on, let's get this guy. Yeah, or somebody who's not Chris Rock. I mean, right. it, it ended up playing to his strengths and his comedic abilities for sure. But you know, I could see it being incredibly frustrating for somebody else. Yeah. Um, no, I'm trying to think of which ways I learn best. Um, we ever we ever diagnosed with anything, or not, not diagnosed, but no. you, what, what kind of learner were you as a kid? Uh, you're you're by repetition, Preston. Like, and for example, videos or or drums or whatever is golf. You know, and and your memory is um, when applied. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's always at the ready. Uh, the I know, days. yeah. Well, there's <laughs> muscle memory stuff, right? Uh, well, I was just going to say that um, the way that I've observed Preston learning over the years is just he just does it over and over and over again, and then he right. gets really good at it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Practice practice makes perfect, well, that whole thing. Honestly, the, the, the revolution of YouTube videos, of... of at oh, this point, yes. there is somebody who is do, has done exactly what you want to do in exactly the way you want to do it. And I will not, so example, uh, you, something, uh, you get something, a piece of equipment, electronics or whatever. Instead of opening up that, own, that manual, that tech manual, just go to the, the, the company's site and right there. Or, or even better, go to someone who purchased it, who's just a regular person, that's and the they show it. you how to do it. Yep. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's I mean, the majority of anything I have to get done, I do through YouTube. I mean, now. neurosurgery was a snap yeah. once I took <laughs> the, the, the YouTube course. Yeah, I guess it depends on, on what you're trying to learn and, and you know, the best way for you. Because, you know, I, I cleaned the carburetor in my, my Vespa this summer, you know, and, oh, I, and so to do that. right? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Wait. But in order to do that, I used YouTube. You yeah. you fixed something over the weekend. I saw you tweet about it. My weed whacker. Okay. Yeah. So the weed whacker head broke off. Did and, you use YouTube? Uh, I had to because the directions that the Ryobi gave me <laughs> yeah. did not indicate how to take the other existing weed whacker head off. Yep. Okay. Why would they not include that? They didn't. It seems to be an essential part of your weed whacker acumen. And so I just looked it up on YouTube and the guy confirmed my suspicion that they didn't include how to take it off and so that's what he's like you know and so it took that guy a day to figure it out himself right they gave me a tool to take it off but they didn't tell me how to take it off <laughs> so anyway I, I i i was able to do that but i ha- i basically had to figure it out on my own there were all these other leftover pieces right you know um but I fixed it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's quite an achievement. I'm wondering what other weird little psychological things that we've never heard of that people have been diagnosed with. Right. That, that yeah. wouldn't mind sharing. Because I, I, I was, I'd heard of nonverbal learning dis- disability or dis- heard disorder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, obviously you said with your, your son has a, yeah. a variation on it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, if, if you've got something weird and you're like, what? Uh, feel free to tell us about 215-263-WMMR. Not physical things, like, you know, a mental yeah. uh, Like thing. if you have a club foot, we already know about that. <laughs> well, this... Uh, I knew a nun. A nun. It yeah. smelled like cheese. <laughs> it was so weird. It smelled like butterscotch. She or hangs butter- out in parking lots. First it was cheese, yeah, and then, then it butterscotch. butterscotch. The other foot. It finishes <laughs> butterscotch. When she got older. Mm-hmm. Um... That old woman clubfoot smell of butterscotch. I don't know if this qualifies or not, but I'll bring it up anyway. The uh, My girlfriend, um, had, when she... Hears numbers immediately sees a color. We talked about. Yeah, this. we have. Yes. Yes. Okay. We yeah. had a guy yeah. that that hurt, that certain words create a a, a manifestation of a visual. Yeah. I had it as a kid too. Just a, there okay. were a couple of words that specifically I would see something in my mind when I would hear them that had nothing to do with the word. We took callers, Nick, if you remember, and and. We would mention a number, and they would mention the color they were seeing with the right. utterance of that number. So to this day, Steve, uh, and it happened to her present as a kid, but it still happens to her as an adult, and it's um, it's fascinating. And it, there's no, there's nothing like that that happens in my brain at all. So it's very foreign to me. Right. But, but she'll hear the number seven, and I don't know what the specific correlation is, but um, it actually helped her do math when she was younger too, because she could add green plus. Yellow and end up with a with a. Uh, That's song. wild. Yeah, finding out about this stuff is great. Like the nonverbal learning disability, because I uh, when ASMR surfaced, I told you guys I right. 
I had, how was I? I was probably 30 years old by the time I had heard an utterance of it. And I'm like, I'm not alone. I, this is, I thought this was just a thing that was absolutely 100% original to me. It's crazy. And I'm just a weirdo. Right. And that's all there was to it. And that there are certain sounds that put me in like this trance like state. And, uh, and when I found out, not only am I not alone, it's a huge community of people. With loads of videos to yeah. help feed into your, uh, oh, well, let's call it a perversion. It was, <laughs> it's not a perversion. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's, I think it's technically known as a thing. Your kink. Uh, so I was really happy to find out about that. Yeah. When yeah. that was indeed, indeed the case. Of course, that created a tons of YouTube videos I can pull up anytime. Sure. Just salivate when I listen to it. Oh, that's great. And yeah. it's actually, it's... it's like for me, when I when I have an itch and I spray hot water on it when I'm in the shower, I get like it's it's like it feels good. It must be the same thing with you. Do Wait, you ever get that? It? No. Like if I have like a like a like an itch mm-hmm. and and I when I spray like I'm taking a shower and I have the shower nozzle and I spray the hot water, the warm water on it. It's so awesome. Uh, do you guys ever get that? No. Yeah, that's it's so, awesome though. I love that. So thing. I have it like on my leg. Like I have a, like an itch. Like uh, and I uh, it's do you like have a regular rash. spot. That, that, that gets itchy? They come and go. Okay. So I get to enjoy my whole body. Right. Yeah, I have that. My deep. body is a wonderland, Preston. I, I had it in my armpits last night. Right. I took a you shower. know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you hit the spot about. with the hot water. It's like, oh. It's very soothing. And, yeah. Uh, and so much so that in the winter, I feel like I'm actually doing damage to my skin because I will turn it but as you hot. you can't as... stop, can No, you? I can't. It, no. There's a little bit of addiction to the pain on it. Yeah. And the pain really? helps soothe the itching. Yeah. I like it on my skull, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really super hot water? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and then I, like, scratch it at the same time. It's like, oh, God. So, but there's an itching thing involved mm-hmm. there, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. No kidding? Is that wild? Okay. I think it's probably the same reaction of the nerve bundle or whatever that as to scratching, but you're not having to scratch it. Okay. You're that same response. But I digress. All right. Here's one. A text says, uh, one bad dream will have my brain completely screwed up for weeks. Like, very bad. And I don't know what this condition is called. Where you have a profound response to a nightmare. Yeah. Or, or just a dream. And it says... We assume it's a nightmare. Uh, sketchy R is, I guess, their it name. It must be their rap name. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> uh, let me see. This is... Oh, does this have to do with ASMR? It says, I watched a naked Korean lady eat carrots for three hours on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> or is that the porn thing? Yeah, yeah that's the porn thing. Their weekend. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so here... Maybe the, that's the restaurant they were at. Here's a text. Somebody <laughs> says they have uh, misophonia. It's oh, yeah. essentially the opposite of ASMR. What Sounds is that? drive you crazy. Yeah, like, oh, the, eat, like the chewing right. and the eating. Yeah. Oh, In fact, I have a story you. You know that, about Nick. the guy that essentially discovered that. Uh, he won a, um, it's called the Ig Nobel, which is a, uh, it's kind of spoof prizes for dubious but humorous scientific achievements. Uh, and there's a whole list of them that are interesting, but the guy who discovered misophonia, uh, misophonia, uh, won one of these awards. Uh, let me see here. Where did, I have this story in here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Dam- That's Dick Eating. <laughs> uh, Damien Dennings uh, won this. Uh, he's a professor at the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and a psychiatrist who specializes in patients with anxiety, compulsive and impulsive disorders. Was inspired by a former patient who became so enraged by people who sneezed oh, that wow. she felt like killing them. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I have that, like, I want to kill you feeling every once in a while. Do you know what drives Nick me? Nick has to, breakfast. To po- <laughs> point of anger. And it's used a lot in commercials, which is a... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you th- that's anger? 
I, I, I hate it. And I also hate the go-to thing in commercials where they're for, for preparing food. All, you know, the preparation all the of food. All the, right, one right after another. I'm like, mm, yeah. Oh, I love I know that. you love your chef. I'm I like, love I, that. Uh, stop it. That's wow. funny that that bothers yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, I'm going to go to Sam. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Hey, Sam. You guys are rock. Oh, <gasps> thank you, Sam. What's up, man? I he's going to curse at us. Mm-hmm. My my granddaughter had what is called selective mutism. Selective mutism. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so, well, trauma in young age is where I think it came from. But she didn't talk to anybody she, she... except for her father and her mother. And when she talked to them, she talked in such a soft whisper, you know, nobody else could hear. She did not talk to it. it, it uh, so many years, I almost had her talking to me, you know, but uh, she did not talk to people. So, yeah, Sam, you know what? So my, my daughter had a classmate in nursery school, same exact thing. She was five years old. She just did. She, but. She talked to her parents, but she wouldn't talk to anybody else. No, so nobody yeah, my, else. Uh, my like, friend's daughter has it. Really? Yep. And so they we'll call talk it selective mutism. Oh, and she, yeah. she will only speak to them. She doesn't speak to teachers. Okay. She doesn't speak. She she will speak to like a select few friends, um, but not mostly not her classmates. Okay. Huh. Uh, interesting. Wow. Sam, did 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 she ever uh, did it ever loosen up, or is she still well, in that same condition? That, she's graduated high school now, so she's kind of. You know, I think she still does it uh, in in certain circumstances, but for the most part, not anymore. Okay. You know, I wonder if that's um, uh, an extension. Is is that is like uh, is that chronic shyness, or is there something more profound with that? I believe it was uh, my said- personal my personal opinion is it came from listening to her parents argue and tell her to shut up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so verbal abuse. Yeah, yeah it's well, That's horrible. And, that's and terrible. so, you know, at a certain point, she said to herself, you know, I'm not going to say anything anymore. Wow. Oh, that's well, sad. Sorry to hear that. Well, I'm glad she came out of it. Thanks yeah. for the call. We appreciate it. So your friend's uh, children or Daughter. child? Yeah. yeah. How old is she? Uh, she is, oh gosh, what is she? Probably like 11 or 12 now. Um, and I know that they, they have a difficult time with her in school. It's, it's, she, um, they actually found a school where other children have it. So she goes to a special school, um, where the teachers are used to dealing with it. Do they know what causes it? No, I mean, no, not at all. And they have another child too. And uh, he does not have it. Okay. Okay. He he won't shut up. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to draw an example, it's like the, the one girl in uh, pitch perfect. Who's really, really super quiet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, in uh, Police Academy. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rigs. No. Hooks. 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 Yeah, <laughs> Hooks. You're right. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Brandon. This one's a little lighter. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning. What's you up, Brandon? Are... Thanks, oh! man. Appreciate it. Go ahead, bud. Uh, I have a neurological condition called synesthesia. Synesthesia. Uh, basically, um, sounds, most often music, uh, when hearing them, colors splash across my vision. That's kind of uh, cool. It is. Uh, reading, uh, as far as reading goes, numbers have colors to them when I read it and, you know, say it in my head. Uh, colors, it, it's it's a whole weird thing. The hardest part about it is I can't listen to the radio while driving. So but it's I, distracting? 
It is. It's extremely oh, wow. So if you're listening to the radio and you're driving, do you do you are you seeing colors that are actually obstructing your vision? Uh, not so much obstructing, but it, it makes it definitely hard, primarily in the daytime, to... Can you decipher traffic traffic lights? Traffic lights? Okay, so yeah. you, it would actually throw you off with a traffic light? It, it, I mean, I've, I've gotten used to it occasionally when I hear music, huh. um, but I, I do my best to not have music on while driving. Hey, uh, Brandon, what color is the number one? Uh, one to me is yellow. Okay, that's obvious. Um, it... it as you get into the double digits, 10, 11, 12, 13, it's, it gets a little loopy sometimes. I the other hard part is that I myself am a musician. Oh. So when I'm playing on stage, I will occasionally get distracted and drop my drumsticks. Wow. <laughs> and you're a guitarist. <laughs> uh, I can play guitar, but primarily I'm a drummer. Okay. Do any of your numbers have like a tie-dye look to them? Uh in the triple digits, um, if I'm, I'm reading fast enough, um, I try not to look at the page numbers often, but certain novels that have the number printed as a numerical digit, uh-huh. it, it, I sometimes forget where I'm at in the middle of a sentence. Wow. Brendan, do you think it ever helps uh, with your musical ability? It does. Uh, well, it has. I'm primarily a rock and metal drummer, but I did sub for a drummer in a jazz band, and there's a lot of vibrant colors in jazz. It's it's crazy. It's not even my favorite type of music, but I play it because I have an appreciation for all music. Um, but he had been deployed overseas, and they had gigs lined up, so he asked me to sub in for him. And um, I didn't really know the songs they were playing, but it's not hard to follow along as long as you got a basic idea of how jazz works. That's pretty wild. Um, I'm not an extremely exceptional jazz drummer, but I can play along. Okay. Um, but it did help because it, it got me in touch with that type of music. Listening to it and playing it is a lot different, especially jazz, because I, I developed a much deeper appreciation for the mood. I, it's it's true what they say. You gotta feel the music, and I really felt jazz. Yeah, yeah. There were artists like uh, Max Roach played in Colors and stuff like that. So I know yeah, what you're talking about. All right, it's Brandon. Pretty crazy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Uh, let me go to Ben, who is a math teacher. Can explain how they deal with the different minor disabilities. Say, hey, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> oh, um, I work as a, a math teacher, and we work with all different kinds of kids but recently with everything that's going on we've been getting a lot more kids with either learning disabilities or any sorts of uh different uh issues and we have one teacher who's actually trained in special ed teaching Mm -hmm. and usually she'll do like a an evaluation and none of us when we came on signed up to specialize in you know, special ed teaching, but we've just sort of fallen into different categories. Like I work with a lot of kids that have like attention problems or, you know, they just can't focus and stuff like that. But I've worked with kids all over the spectrum. And have you ever had anybody with uh, NBLD? Um, none of them that have been like officially diagnosed because I'm not sure if we can specifically ask if there's been a diagnosis with all the legal stuff, but there have been times where I'm working with a kid and, you know, I just make a little joke because math isn't always the most fun thing in the world. So we try and keep it light 
and the joke just goes right over their head. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Or maybe you're just, uh, you have no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, there, there are individual education programs where uh, the teachers learn the limitations and the best way that certain kids learn, and they, they can uh, they can customize the, the lesson for them to make sure that it is optimum for their learning. If you can maximize that. that when I was a kid, I might have had decent grades. It's they've come a long way. It's fantastic. Well, look where you are right now. Yeah. Well, that's not to say that I, I know. I know. I, I haven't been successful, but I, I think I could have learned a lot more uh, had I had that type of program. Uh, hang on here. Kevin does all his math backwards. Whoa. So that's his hey. little quirk. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Sun Blurks? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What's up, buddy? He's doing it backwards. Blurk. He was saying Sunblurk was a, a, a flood that you had a while ago. I don't even remember. Sunblock, it. Sunblock. Sunblock, yeah. Okay. Michigan. <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah, man. I learned all of my math backwards so much to the point where my teachers thought I was cheating during my math test because I would always get the right answers, but the process in which I got to the answer was incorrect. So they actually sat me down during lunch by myself, and I showed my teachers how I did my math. And it was a completely different way that they ever did. This was like high school algebra, algebra two, um, so, geometry, and stuff like that. And what, they actually, what's that? When they would say to show your work, it would so you wouldn't be able to do it the way they would expect you to show your work, correct? Yes, and I I literally failed all of my math classes, but huh. still got the right answers. Oh my wow! Gosh. All right, so, so I, you have to explain to me how you work in reverse because I, I don't I don't understand okay. how that works. So in algebra and geometry, the answer to a question isn't necessarily the final answer. It's the process in getting to the answer they give you. So I don't know if you remember algebra and geometry. They would say, you know, X equals this, Y equals that, and they give you the answer. And they had to, you had to figure out how to get to the, that point Correct. given the variables in the beginning. And I, I know you guys were talking about left brain and right brain being different and stuff, but I feel like I have a totally different brain. Because I would take the given number and work totally different and backwards and still get the same answer. And it just – one of my teachers kept one of my notebooks, and that was like 15 years ago. She said she still looks at it from time to time. Wow. That's pretty yeah. interesting. God, I miss him. <laughs> on, a, on a smaller scale, Thanks, bud. Preston, you learned how to write some of the letters backwards, right? Because yeah. you were teaching yourself instead yeah. of paying attention to what they were teaching. And I still do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I just Because they, they would have the, – the alphabet was up. This is writing in cursive. Well, no, I guess in in regular. What do you call non-cursive? Print. In print. Thank you. Uh, And uh, I I jumped ahead in the lesson because the alphabet was written across the the, the, near the top of the ceiling. I remember that. Yeah. And I just would sit there and sketch and do it my own way. And to this day, my S's uh, start at the bottom. They don't start at the top. And some of the other letters, same thing. I'm I'm all over the place. And when people see, and I didn't realize that. Yeah. Until I was an adult, and somebody's like, "Wow, you write weird," and I'm like, "Now I'm conscious of it." And it, you know, I don't look at me when I write. You yeah, know, don't watch me. Yeah. Don't, don't look at oh, me. And, and I can't type when someone's watching me. Like Rochelle's over my shoulder, and I'm writing something, and I just start making mistake after mistake after mistake. Like I'm like, nervous? "Stop! What? Stop looking at me! Stop looking at me!" I'm, yeah. I become self conscious, and I mess up. Yeah, I'm I remember- a human. I remember a kid that I went to school with, his zeros looked like balloons, and that was wrong, right? <laughs> because you're, when I start my zero, I start it at the top, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I start and finish. Yours start at the bottom. I think so. Start and finish at the bottom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah, mine are top, too. Okay. Yeah. That, well, yeah. that's the you, right That's way. where you're supposed to right, do right. it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they look like balloons. But he would get, or, or counterclockwise? 
Uh, me? Yeah. Counter- uh, counterclockwise. Yeah, I go too. counterclockwise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I go clockwise. Uh, do you really? Yeah. Okay. Let me go to another raised call. by gypsies. Then we got to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, guys. Today. We're good. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. So my son, uh, my son, this is about my son. My son's 19 now. But when he's around, I guess, five, six years old, uh, my, my ex-wife called me at work one day, and she's like, now I know why our son's not listening to us. <laughs> I said, what's your why? Because I was sending him to the kitchen for, like, a can of soda. He'd come back with, like, orange juice. I'm okay. like, uh, so here he counts every letter. When someone's talking to him, he counts all the letters very quickly. All the letters so much, in each word that the person is saying. Listen, you could talk to him for about a minute straight, and you could just keep talking, and he can count every letter that you spoke. Wow. Okay. Very quickly. Is that an, is that an OCD thing? Uh, I, you know what? It was on, um, I had heard it was actually, I thought it was a great, and then I had heard it was actually like a some sort of defect, or, you know, whatever it is. And um, it was actually on Cheers, on the episode of Cheers one time. One time. Um, uh, what's her name? The first. Charlie Long? Was, Cliff Clay. Yeah, she was, she was dating a guy who was. Diane? Getting on her nerves because he was counting all her all her words, yeah, all her letters. Yeah. But anyway, my son, I'm telling you, he's very, very quick, very quick. And all right, so did uh, you guys ever go and have him, you know, checked out psychologically and and see? No, no. You know what he does? He started bringing the right can of soda and all of it. Yeah, it's all fixed now. He's finally bringing the right stuff. So that he actually has committed his memory many words, like many common words, like okay. Christmas, you know, Halloween, mother. Father, so, like so when he communicates back with you, is is he answering your questions immediately, or do you, is there, is there a natural natural pause as he counts the letters? Well, no, 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 no. Now he's fun. Now he does it very well. He does he does it without you, you know, without. What you tell him to? Without yeah. messing me. So when he was younger, when I first found out about it, I would say something to him, and I go, "Okay, how many letters for that?" And he'd be like, "You know, seventy two. And I go, "Okay, now listen to what I'm saying." <laughs> you know, right, right. But interesting. Yeah, that I, is wild. Thanks, man. All right, Case, I'm going to go to one more. I'm going to go to Laura, whose uh, husband has uh, nonverbal learning uh, disorder. Hi, uh, Laura, good morning. Or disability, I should hey, say. Richard. Hey, what? All right, Laura, so we, we got started talking about this nonverbal uh, learning disability. Your yeah. husband has it? My husband actually has this, yeah. So we found this out about three years ago um, because he had never been officially diagnosed with ADHD. So he got an eval, and it came back that he has this, NVLD, which we had never heard of. I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist. I had never heard of this. Um, so, and it, it, once we started reading about it, 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 it's definitely him. So, and I thought at first, I'm like, nonverbal learning disorder, he, he talks. What are you talking about? And um, so basically, he can't read social cues. Right. So, and that's exactly him. So it's sad that he's 44. So it's kind of sad that we figured this out later in life, especially the fact that he has ADD on top of it. So not only can he not really kind of focus on things he doesn't want to focus on, but he can't read social cues. So he gets really, really upset and takes things really, really personally. And he's not on purpose. It's just because he can't he can't look at you and say, and realize that you're joking with him or that. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So 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 like playful sarcasm would be lost on him. Yeah, correct. Okay. Which right. is. Yeah, and he would get like really angry with somebody or get really take it personally. Yeah, because he doesn't get that. He can't. Pick I up see. On that. Huh. Right. 
What, it, Larry? So yeah. you know when you um when you're like at a, a cocktail party and uh, you don't know somebody's name, and then you say to that person, "Oh, well, this is my wife, Diane," which is a social cue for that yeah. person to go, "Hi, Diane, my name is Casey," right, right. and they don't do that. Is that somebody that has NL and VLD? Not necessarily. I think it's more of a broad thing. It doesn't happen with one one specific situation. Right. But maybe they have a little aspect of it. Okay. That. Well, you usually follow it up with, I did that so I could remember your name. I forgot who you are. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Yeah. I appreciate I it. Yeah. No it, it might be it might be Casey like uh you know like like giving a signal that uh you know you're telling me about something and, and I'm clearly not interested in it. Mm-hmm. You should be able to tell by the visuals that I'm giving you that it's time to wrap this up right now. I'm wasting this guy's time. Like if you say I already have a snowblower. <laughs> oh my god. For example. For example. For example. <laughs> Or like, I probably will never head to Cedar Rapids. That's just for us, by the way, guys. Uh, so or whatever yeah. that place is, Cedar Point. There are cues <laughs> that, that they're just not picking up on it because it's just not registering with them. You know, I mean, it's that type of thing. <laughs> Here's some so. gum. Your your breath is terrible. For, like for example. Okay. Anyway, uh, interesting. So Chris Rock never would have pegged him for having that, but yes. I mean, never spent time with him, so no. it's maybe hard to tell. But anyhow. <laughs> Interesting. Thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we will get into the bizarre file when we get back. I have a story that leads with uh, the dollar store and a fart. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And a knife. Yeah. Uh, So we'll come back in a moment. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I know we're already running late with the B-File, but I'm going to I'm gonna do two quick shout-outs, if you don't mind. Uh, and let's go with this one. It says, uh, gents, my name is uh, Bryce Rodenbaugh, uh, or Rodenbaugh. Rodenbaugh. And I'm currently deployed in Iraq with the U.S. Army, and I wanted to give a shout-out to my parents, Gary and Laura Rodenbaugh. And it says, Casey, you graduated or sinus college with them, and they love you. Uh, they've been listening to you guys, your guys' show ever since I can remember. They got me hooked on you guys, and it was awesome. When I was at Temple uh, at ROTC, we participated in the Camp Out for Hunger. Remember, they would march all the way down from the Always campus. amazing. Uh, my paratroopers and I listen to your guys' podcast every day. Not only does it boost our morale... Uh, but if I'm being honest, it reminds me of home, the beautiful home of the Eagles, deliciously greasy food, and the grittiest, foul-mannered city in America filled with the most dedicated, loving people in the world. Mom, Dad, love you guys. Thank you for your continued support and the support from friends and family at home in the Royersford Limerick area. Mom and Dad, I'll see you soon. Go, Birds. You guys rock. Thanks. Sincerely, Bryce. So we wanted to do a shirt out, if you wouldn't mind. But yeah, first we got to do, do, yeah. do the big one. No doubt, no doubt. Here we go. Yeah! 
All right, and then another quick one says, hey, guys, I'd like to give you guys a shout out. Uh, I had to move away from Philly a few years ago, and I take you to every state I go to, road trip or not. You guys make my day, whether I be in tears from laughter or because I miss the entire, uh, I miss the area so damn much. Recently, I was in a really bad car wreck. This is an interesting story. And immediately after the car, called, my car called 911, I could hear Preston's voice, and I knew that I was going to be okay on oh some God. level. Wow. And I may be the only person in the world who could tear up from a juicy Tom Jones shard out, but it gets me every time. And one last thing to Casey, ignore the haters. I don't think your presence interrupts the show. You are funny. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for always making my day every day. This shard out is for you, and that's from Ashley Connolly. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Okay, I think we got it all. Hey, the by the way, the Wait. haters are coming around, by the way. Uh, they're Did making someone me... say that? Uh, that you what? interrupt, your presence interrupts the show? Oh, yeah. He was yeah, reporting yeah. on last week. And he... Don't worry. That guy just gave me a Facebook request, so we're going to be real <laughs> friends. And another person who hated your guts <laughs> brought by the most delicious carrot cake I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, he true. hated you too, that guy? No, no, no that was a girl. She, oh. yeah, but no, she, she loves, loves me now. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming around. Yeah. They're coming around. Yep, yep. All right. We need to do the Bizarre File. And after the Bizarre File, details on how you can win $1,000 this week from us. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right. Like I said earlier, this story includes a Florida woman, the Dollar General store, a fart, and an argument all combined to produce the exact outcome most would expect of said combination, a knife fight. 37-year-old... <laughs> Shanetta Yvette Wilson was standing in line at the Dollar General store when she audibly farted. <laughs> John Walker was standing in line behind Wilson and complained about her fart. Though it is unknown what specifically about the fart he found offensive. Was it the sound? Was it the smell? We do not know. Was it the implication? He made his distaste known to Ms. Wilson, who then, true to the spirit of both her state and dollar store checkout line disputes, pulled out a knife and threatened to, quote, <laughs> gut Walker... While moving to attack him, according to the reports. Oh, yeah? Wilson was, <laughs> Wilson was arrested soon after. Uh, the Miami Herald reports that uh, she faces an aggravated assault charge for attacking Walker with a deadly weapon. You think you're bad? Without... <laughs> no, it's a different song. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, without you an think a... you fart? Intent to, to kill, by the way. So, yep. You ain't fart. You ain't... I fart. You ain't fart. You ain't nothing. (laughs) A U.S. Navy veteran is suing the Department of Veterans Affairs because he tested positive for HIV at a VA clinic in 1995, but the VA, which is part of the federal government, never told him. Oh, my God. The vet identified only as John Doe said that he had progressed to an AIDS diagnosis because he hadn't been treated early for the virus. Uh, His lawyer said the treatment he's getting now is effective, but he's had essentially 25 years of wear and tear for having no treatment. 25 years. Doe, a South Carolina resident, received the HIV test 25 years ago as part of a routine testing at a VA medical center in Columbia, South Carolina. He had been classified as disabled due to his injuries in a 1976 shipwreck and post-traumatic stress disorder resulting from that, and he received his health care through the VA. The doctor who ordered the test 
didn't inform Doe of his HIV diagnosis. Can you believe that? Finally, in 2018, he saw a non-VA doctor uh, due to a health emergency. The doctor did make a definitive diagnosis that Doe was HIV positive and had developed AIDS. And Doe went on anti uh, he went on antiretroviral treatment. He needlessly suffered for decades with coexisting conditions common in HIV-infected persons, including a, a whole list of stuff that's here. Uh, and the VA spokesperson had declined comment, saying the department doesn't comment on pending litigation. But they did not tell him Unbelievable. of the diagnosis. Wow. All right, this story's out of Australia. It's 2 a.m. You feel something like the jaws of a hair clip on your forehead. You feel it, and it's smooth and long and alive. It's not a hair clip. Emily Hines was having an early night after celebrating a win with a glass of wine on Tuesday night. She said, I woke up in that slumber feeling like I've rolled onto a hair clip on my head and was thinking, why did the kids put a hair clip on my head? And I thought the clip had to uh, would open and close. And then I felt that it was smooth and long. And I said, oh my this is a snake. Oh, my God. So she said to her husband, Jason, she said, I've been bitten by a snake. And he said, bull s." Ms. Hines and her husband live in southeast Darwin. Snakes are common in the rural area. They once had a 1.8-meter carpet python in the attic and a smaller one in the bedside drawer. Of course they did. She said, I felt around tentatively for the light switch, which is on a long cord, like a snake. Its tail was still on my pillow, and it it was half on the bed head and cruising up to the louvers. And it's in the curtains, hiding up, and I've seen that pattern on it. We've seen them around here before, these type of snakes. She what said, kind of snake? Well, I'll get to that. She said, I'm still cool, calm, and collected. I didn't think it had bit me, and then I felt around and looked in the mirror, and there are two puncture marks, and Dear there's blood. God. And I thought, well, this is cool. This is going to get me some real street cred. Uh, typical Australian yeah, yeah. woman. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. snake bit me in the head. Yeah. Uh, they retrieved a snake hook, which was made from a headless golf driver. Jason said, she said, Jason's got this golf club and a glove on his hand, and he's in his undies, and he caught it and dropped it to the floor. And then he goes to pick it up by the tail, and they yell at him because you don't pick up a snake by the tail. And then we had this argument about how to pick up a snake. <laughs> it starts <laughs> moving to bite him, and it starts moving towards me. Uh, then our Kelpie, which is a dog, Vader, is in the corner, and I thought she might help, but she was flat out asleep, and she didn't do anything. Uh, so Jason picked it up behind the head with his glove, tossed it out of the bush. After an hour uh, or so spent uh, searching the room and wondering if the serpent was venomous, Miss Hines said uh, not too much for worse to wear, was able to get back to sleep. She went back to sleep after that. Yeah, it was just a snake bite. Uh, the bite was a little bit tender, and I had a headache. The next morning, they were shocked to see a near-identical snake in the Holmes breezeway. They never did. I, I guess they identified it, but the story didn't indicate what it was. It was non-venomous. Well, thank God. Yeah. I found a snake, a snake by accident in my yard. I screamed so loud. I had to get Jace to stop, <laughs> to leave school, virtual school for a second, and come outside and get the snake out of it. It was in uh, a pot of flowers, and I was wow. cleaning it out. And I, I mean, I couldn't. I screamed so loud the entire neighborhood probably heard. But he had to come out and move the snake for me because I, there was a, not a, a, a big worm. A chance in hell I was touching it. I know it is like a big wait worm. a minute. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, he's nine. And you had him go. Get- I wasn't going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wanted to. He put on gloves and he was like, "I'll get it." I'll he get went it. right yeah, in. Kids, for it. you kidding me? Young boys, snakes. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Uh, all right, one last story, and then we will wrap it up. I love this one. A uh, New Hampshire man who was seen doing jumping jacks in his neighbor's driveway and sniffing a shrub 
last month has been arrested on methamphetamine charges. You can't sniff shrubs? Officers responding to a report of a shirtless man with no shoes doing jumping jacks in the driveway of a home found 36-year-old James Albert sniffing a shrub with his eyes closed. Mm. (laughs) (sighs) Mm. Uh, While speaking with Albert... An officer noted more behaviors consistent with drug use. Albert was then found to be in possession of a bag containing a crystal substance, which he allegedly admitted was methamphetamine. Uh, oh, yeah. After Albert, <laughs> after Albert was taken to the hospital to be evaluated, police obtained a warrant for his arrest. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, so I mentioned this earlier. I'll do it again. We have $1,000 to give away on Thursday. It is what we call a watch and win. You have to watch this show, and the next day we'll have uh, a chance for you to win money. So the show is on Wednesday night. It is called I Can See Your Voice. It is on Fox 29. Here's what you have to do. There are going to be three questions Thursday morning you're going to have to answer, but we're only going to give you one question per day this week. So you get one today, one tomorrow, and one Wednesday. You watch the show Wednesday night, Thursday morning, call in with the three answers, get them correct, you win $1,000. So question number one you will have to answer Thursday morning is, which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60th birthday party? All right. So write that down. This is question number one. Which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60th birthday party? I'll have the second question tomorrow. The third one on Wednesday, and then you watch the show, and then tune in to us Thursday morning to win the money. Uh, keep in mind, it's on uh, start the the fun family fun starts Wednesday at eight with the return of the masked singer, followed by the premiere of I Can See Your Voice, hosted by Ken Jong. Fox 29's brand new show. It asks cool. the question: Can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? From the producers of I Can Hear Your Hair. There you go. <laughs> I hear it all the way over yeah. here. And that is uh, that is taking place on uh, Wednesday night. You're watching, and then Thursday morning, you're calling to win. All right, we're going to take a break. We have Ian Summerhalder on the show. Tracy Davidson will be joining us in a little while. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I mentioned uh, earlier uh, that uh, during our, our last conversation, there was a guy who won what's called an Ig Noble. Uh, or Ig Nobel. It's it's a it's a riff on the the Nobel prizes. And there's a word. It's in, I, I never know how it's pronounced. Ig Yeah, right. So and it's not noble. Ah, Ig Nobel. Yes. Right. Uh, so it's a spoof prize for dubious but humorous scientific achievement. We okay. mentioned the the guy that that had proven or had come up with the psychiatric psychiatric diagnosis misophonia. Where it sounds like chewing and stuff like that drive you crazy. Right. So he won one. But also the one that I found most interesting uh, that you guys might appreciate is a guy named uh, Meaton Aaron. His his first name is spelled M E T I N. M E T I N. Wow. Mateen. I don't never know. heard that name. Maybe it's Mateen Aaron. I'm not sure. Uh, has been fascinated since high school by the story of an Inuit man in Canada who made a knife out of his own excrement. 
A poop knife. It's exactly what it is. It's a poop knife, but so, it's a poop knife. Apparently, the story has been told and retold, and he was wondering if it was true or not. So he set out to prove scientifically. Was there any whether one could make a knife out of their own feces? So this was the only Inuit story of yeah. It's a legend of okay. some sort. So and the what guy, a legend. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Aaron and his colleagues decided to find out. <laughs> Aaron, who's an assistant professor of anthropology at Kent State University in Ohio and co-director of the university's experimental archaeology lab, used real human feces frozen to minus 50 degrees centigrade and filed to a sharp edge. Okay. He then tried to cut meat with it. How did it work? He said that the poop knives failed miserably. <laughs> Man, shocking. He said there is not a lot of basis empirically for this fantastic story. I think you'd be more likely to just be able to use, like, a, an icicle or something that's frozen. And st- I, to me, poop would be a very unreliable knife. This is a this is a, a legend of sorts. Okay. So, so, yeah, so clearly you can't. What about a fondue set made out of poop? The study is a little gross, but uh, makes an important point. There are a lot of narratives out there based on phony or unproven signs, and that is one of them. But somehow makes its way into yes. legend and lore. Somebody made it up. Right. And somebody believed it. And people started to share it, and it became lore, exactly I that. wonder how that was used, if that was used as inspiration for young children in the, you know, in the tri- you know, you can do anything. Why, <laughs> why one of our great leaders made a knife mm-hmm. for cutting a steak out of his own poop. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently well, then I guess it can be chief. Another guy who won an Ig Nobel or Ig Nobel uh, was Richard Vetter. And he won for his paper looking at why people who spend their lives studying insects are creeped out by spiders. (laughs) His paper called uh, Arachnophobic Entomologist, Why Two Legs Make All the Difference. That's not comforting. Yeah. So, Uh, explain. Vetter found during the course of his work, by the way, he was a retired research associate and spider specialist who worked in the uh, entomology department at the University of California at Riverside for 32 years. He found that during the course of his work that many insect lovers hate spiders. How could that be? And he found that many bug lovers had a negative experience with a spider, including bites and nightmares. Uh, The fact that these spiders are often hairy, fast, silent, and have all those creepy eyes freaks out entomologists. It's not like the other bugs that play cymbals. Uh, and a uh, this year's Ig Nobel for medical education was shared by uh, a group of world leaders. Um, oh, this is a, this is a completely different. One. Okay, uh, somebody else who won. So, so, but it would seem odd to be into bugs and not be, yeah, into spiders. Yeah, and for some reason those it creep you out. It'd be like being a uh, into ocean life, or or to being a marine biologist and hating manatee. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but I was curious about those awards, and the the poop knife stood out to me. Where are they presented? Uh, I assume they're presented is... in in, in uh, they they probably do a joint presentation with the uh, uh, video porn awards. Well, this year, no, they don't. Oh, uh, the ceremony was a seventy five minute pre recorded virtual university uh, affair instead of the usual live event at Harvard University. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's bigger than I thought. And it said it managed to maintain some of the uh, event traditions, including. 
real Nobel Prize laureates uh, handing out the amusing alternatives. So they get a kick out okay, of it. Okay, so it's like the hasty pudding event. It's exactly like right. that. But uh, but they use the real deal people to uh, to get behind that. So I thought that was an interesting story. <laughs> I also thought this was very interesting. Um, this is from... Uh, so if you feel the need for speed... At the U.S. Navy's Elite Fighter Pilot School, you best not say it or you will have to pay the price. At the Navy Fighter Weapons School, a decades-old institution more commonly known as Top Gun, students and staff can be fined for various infractions. And any quote from the iconic 1986 film Top Gun will cost you $5. No, I, uh, I, I, I like this. They're probably so sick of hearing it. This really should just be applied to society in general. Uh, This is from former fighter pilot and Top Gun instructor Commander Guy Snodgrass, who goes by bus. That's his call sign. Snodgrass? Yep, that's his last name. Yeah. Uh, So he reveals in his new book, which is called Top Gun's Top Ten Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. Snodgrass's book shares lessons on successful leadership from his career as a naval aviator, while offering unique insight into the Top Gun experience. Everything from dogfighting to daily life at this prestigious training center. Uh, Now, while assuming that the reason for the rule against Top Gun quotes is that Top Gun instructors are tired of hearing things like, you can be my wingman anytime, or your ego is writing checks, your body can't cash, is reasonable, but there's actually more to it than that. Snodgrass says in his new book, that he fell in love with aviation at a young age. He had posters of planes on the walls in his room and watched air shows as a kid with his Boy Scout troop in Texas. That fueled his interest in flying. But he said the movie Top Gun was also an inspiration. He said, I think that's where my real true initial love for naval aviation started. I loved the flying scenes. It was exciting. I felt myself going, man, if I could ever do that, it would be a dream come true. So he revealed... That as a junior officer, it was common for pilots to make jokes and throw out lines from the movie. He said it's ingrained in our culture to a certain extent. But he explained when you get to Top Gun. Right. Because it is such a professional organization and you want to emphasize that you are at the top of your game, that it's about professionalism, about good leadership. You don't turn Top Gun into a joke by referencing the movie. I can see that. So that's mainly why they so have fines. Do they ask you to refrain from falling in love with the super hot tactical expert? <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that okay. or not. Uh, but yeah, so he said that uh, it's definitely. What about shirtless volleyball? Uh, the reason. That's a good question, too. Only if you're wearing jeans. Jeans, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said yeah. it's part of our bylaws. That if someone overtly references the movie, it could be a direct quote, it could be something that is really close to a direct quote, that's an automatic $5 fine, and it's enforced. What and if you didn't know, like, that you were actually quoting the movie? And he said you're expected to pay right then. You pull <laughs> your wallet and you pay the $5. I would say this, that if you blurt out anything that sounds as hokey as the dialogue from Top Gun, perhaps you should not be in Top Gun. You know what? Steve, take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> You big stud. <laughs> uh, listen, I there are just certain things that you do where you have to quote the movie. Like when you play golf, I have never played around the golf and not heard one Caddyshack quote. As a matter of fact, right. uh, I had gone. I played on, played on Friday, yeah. Friday, and I didn't quote it, and then I didn't. Um, uh, I didn't feel the need to because probably on like hole fifteen or so, I heard somebody from the other fairway say. Um, Oh, geez, uh, 
uh, what's the peach line? Uh, that's a real that's pe- a peach. Hun. That, that's a peach. I live oh, yeah. in America. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I had heard that quote. I go, well, there you go. There's there's my Caddyshack quote for the day. Do you think? Oh uh, golly, I'm hot today. <laughs> yeah. And then also like on your if you're on a boat, I I will hear somebody say, I'm the king of the world. You know. Okay. Okay. So. Those professions, though, like if you're a professional golfer or if you're a professional sea captain, are you allowed to use Titanic quotes or Caddyshack quotes? I don't think, I think Titanic, if you're a sea captain, probably they probably refrain from you wanting to use Titanic quotes. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. a different boat movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I'm a blimp captain and we use the Hindenburg stuff all the time. What about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah. Um... King of the World, though, is an obvious one, though. Yeah. Right, also, well, like, if you're playing baseball, you know, there's there's a thousand quotes that you can do. Drum me like base- one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah. Baseball, you could, right? yeah, Major League, absolutely. Strike that mother effer out. All right, you so know. What, yeah. what, what professions lend themselves to hearing a movie quoted regularly? Well, cop, cops, uh, cop lines from... Um... <laughs> What what are what are some of the some of the police classics? academy police academy yeah <laughs> but you know they're they're one to just scream out with obvious lines I'm sure lawyers uh, will, will do like uh, a few good men yeah every every single time we come back from vacation and I'm writing a tweet to say like hey we're back I just think of the SNL and Jimmy Fallon and we're back uh, and we're back uh, no that's a good question I'm wondering uh, like a what a cop movie would uh, or wh- if if you're in that profession what's a regular what the, what do you hear the most as far as a movie quote do right. cops actually yell freeze uh, I, yeah. in the movies they do it all the time that's a good question I know Maybe. they yell who you gonna call <laughs> <laughs> freeze uh, freeze but, right by the way this guy had uh, to finish his up said uh, that old Old habits die hard. He said, I think at some point we were all fine because it's so ingrained in our aviation culture. Uh, he declined to reveal his favorite Top Gun quote, but did say that he loved the movie and is looking forward to the sequel. I was watching a movie about the the, the mob. I think it was the series that A&E had a little while ago, and it was about the, 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 the five families, the crime families. And, and in fact, they ended up quoting... The Godfather and Godfather Two. A lot of the stuff, or some of the stuff that was created, that was supposed to be part of right. the mafia lore, was created for those movies, and then and they, then they incorporated yeah. them. Yeah, and it's pretty wild. I wonder if people uh, like, office space. I mean, for regular office workers, I'm sure office space is a it, well, maybe not these days, but you got to cut loose, foot loose yeah. for office. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go to Nicole because she's a lawyer. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hi, Nicole. So you're you're a lawyer. Uh, what is the what what's what's a law movie, a legal movie that uh, gets tossed around a lot? I think my hands down, hands down, it's my cousin Vinny. Okay. My cousin Vinny's a perfect one. So what what do you what is quoted the most? What line? Oh, geez. Um, there's a lot. Of, like when he's doing the cross examination of all the prosecution witnesses, you hear a lot of like the. Uh, I'm finished with this guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Who, with this guy. Who says that to you, Nicole? Like, who says these things to you? Oh, like, we say it, like, around the office, like, to one another. Like, okay. Like, just referring to, like, you know, quoting, like, if we're telling stories about what happened that day or the right. day before in court, like, then you refer to the movie as, like, hey, and then he's like, I'm finished with this I'm guy. I'm finished with this guy. <laughs> Nicole, does anybody, does anybody, because we say this around here sometimes, does anybody ever say, I... Identical. <laughs> no. That's a good line from them. No. It is, yeah. Okay. I love that. What about A Few Good Men? You guys ever quote that? Sometimes. More more so, like, I had a friend who was actually a public defender, and I guess that they would sit around just, like, kind of, uh, you know, quoting that whole scene, like, badgering each other. Did you order the code red? Yeah, that kind of thing. 
What about but, the Pacino, yeah. uh, Justice for All, the Pacino movie, right? The, uh, you're, okay, um, see, you're out see, of order. I love you're that out. movie. I, I love that movie so much, and nobody watches it for some reason. <laughs> I keep telling people they got to watch it because it's so real. It is so real, Do you that th- whole movie. Really? You think that that's, that's pretty accurate? Well, I mean, like, it's the most dramatic portions of, like, a, a criminal lawyer's life. But, yeah, the, the the dynamic between, like, everybody who's in that justice system. And then you got, like, the one guy who doesn't give a you-know-what. Yeah, but yeah. He's still doing it. And, like, you know, it, it, it's really, I mean, the, the way that people act. And then at the end of it, you know, the guy's, uh, the guy who has the breakdown, he's going right back to it. <laughs> right. Did you ever see The Verdict, the, the, the Paul Newman film? Uh, I saw parts of that. Yeah, I that, that. I wonder how. I mean, that's supposed to be very accurate, but that's interesting to know that Justice for All is one of those uh, that uh, that lawyers look to to be uh, to be accurate. Interesting. Cool. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate it. Definitely. Love you guys. Love you too. All right. There was a text that said, uh, police uh, from Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I could see that. Cops quote um, Super Troopers quite a bit. I don't yes. know that movie that well. But I don't like, either. Yeah, that, like the write meow and, and things along those lines. Like I've, I've seen Super Troopers. It makes me laugh every time I watch it, but I, I don't know it to quote it that well. Uh, but cops do. Uh, here's a text says office space is quoted in our office all the time. Did you get the memo? Yeah. After the third time, <laughs> yeah. an email gets forwarded. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody else texted in, uh, I was told I could listen to the radio at a reasonable level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my, yeah. My steeper. Uh, here you go. A un- he says, I'm a union electrician. Always use the 220, 221, whatever it takes. Mr. Mom. Uh-huh. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, there's a bunch of them coming in. Let me go to, I'm going to go to Nicole. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Wonderful. What do you do, Nicole? So I'm a licensed massage therapist, and it's not like a specific line that I get, but people always, especially my dentist, he does this every time I walk in, <laughs> go, he goes, oh, so you're like Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> Okay. Phoebe from Friends the only, is the first yeah. connection. The only, wow. The only thing I remember from her being a massage therapist is she bit a guy's butt yeah, one yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Except I don't do that. You don't bite your you patient's sh- asses? You no. <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't bite their butt. <laughs> wow. So it's wild that Phoebe is still the association with massage therapy. Yeah. Huh. So I get that frequently there's a connection yeah yeah all right thank you thank you nicole thank i appreciate you. it have a good day you too. smelly cat i guess would be her we don't have any radio uh well yes you, you do stern parts. all the time yeah. Yeah. yeah private parts has, has generated so many well, it's because he nailed it everything he it is the it. it is the citizen cane of radio movies yep no i would agree i can't think of a better one no I, and, and there's there's so many things that are actually as you pointed out that are are not just in general it's a hilarious movie but also the specificity of subtle mo- subtle oh my parts. god yeah i i was i i went to see it late 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 in the runs so it was nobody in the theater it was me and like three other people <laughs> and there were times where i was the only one laughing because it was strictly <laughs> Radio jokes yeah. of stuff from early in <laughs> earlier in his career, and I just remember him, you know, precise. Yeah, he's, he's, he he does one of his first breaks ever, and and he he kind of puts his hands up by his headphones after he's done talking, <laughs> and he's afraid to take off his headphones. He's not sure if the mic is still. And I'm picking up. I'm like, yes, dude, I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> if you like rock, then if you like, what's you like it, what's, yeah, if you love rock, then you'll love Deep, Deep Purple. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean uh, the. Bizarre. Basic hokiest right, lines. and then he takes off and he's checking everything, and then he knocks over the carts. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out! I know all that stuff, 
All that stuff. Or you would know this, Kathy, because there's a scene where somebody's in the studio with him and he puts the headphones on and he starts going, before turning the mic on. Who's that me? That's me. I should watch that. I think I watched that movie before I even worked with you guys. Okay. Uh, so I should watch it again now. You'll, you'll pick, pick up on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You'll pick up on a lot of things. Uh, let me go to Vince. Hey, Vince, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, bud, so you're in the Marine Corps? Uh, yes, sir, I am. And what is the movie you guys quote the most? Probably uh, Full Metal Jacket or The Boys in Company C. Boys and oh, there's a two great Full Metal Jacket, the, the, the better movie, but The Boys in Company C is a great movie. What lines get bandied about the most? Uh, probably The Boys in Company C is pretty few and far between, but the uh, Jelly Donut from Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the most, and when uh, at the end of the movie where they're singing uh, the uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club. Yeah, Mouse yeah. I yeah, love we do that. What's your name, fat body? Yeah, that whole that whole Lee Ermey um, introduction where he's he's introducing and he's uh, he's walking around and that's all that was called from Lee Ermey who was a DI right. uh, walking around and and he just he just went with his dialogue and it, yeah. it's amazing. But thanks for bringing up the boys and company. See, that's a great movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely encourage anybody that hasn't seen that movie to watch it. It is amazing. Right. Thanks, Vince. Is that the one, Thank Steve? You. Yeah, I believe I saw that a long time ago. That he was gonna, uh, one of the guys was gonna kill one of his own. Yes, like the sergeant. Yes, and uh, the other dude makes him stop. He sees he's about to do it, and there's a great scene. Andrew Stevens uh, is in it, and they're where where they're walking through the 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 bog. They're in one of the rice paddies. Steps on a landmine. Hear a click, and, yeah. and, and and like they're like. Everyone's, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. the tension is just unbelievable. Yep. All right, interesting. But listen, if you find yourself in the Navy's Top Gun school, don't quote Top Gun or cost you money. They actually fine you for it. However, you will earn $5 for every police academy reference. <laughs> so make sure you brush up on your uh, your police academy jargon. All right, we need to take a break because uh, Ian Summerhalder is going to be joining us next. And Tracy Davis, too. will be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. While we're waiting for uh, Ian to get on board, I heard there, you heard a little noise this morning. I did. In the house, do tell. Yes, I've I've been getting FaceTime calls all morning uh, from Jace. Yes, so this morning when I left, I had uh, one job to do with the incubator and the chicks that we got from Quiver Farm. And uh, I just had to add a little bit of water this morning. And uh, yesterday we saw a pit hole. They, they, that's what they call them. It's just they, they peck their little beaks out and they uh, open the, the shell and then they sit for a little while while they, I guess it's very tiring for them to, yeah. to hatch. So they take breaks and they rest. So we saw the first pit hole in one of the eggs. And then this morning when I went out, um, a lot of them, the majority of them had little holes in them. And uh, so I opened up the incubator. I had to put a little bit more water in there. And I heard one little chirp from inside the egg. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how many eggs do you have all told? Is, is it 12. 12. And you're 12 eggs. And they are all in various stages of being 
patch. Yeah, so seven had the little holes in them. Um, we're still waiting for, for a few more. Um, but, yeah, they seem to be in pretty good shape. They're moving around. You can see the eggs rocking, uh, and they're getting ready to hatch. So we, they should be here in the next 24 hours. And when he went to – so, okay, 24 hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Are you going to bring him on on the show? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I probably can if you want. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, so, all right, now – when they hatch, because I was asking you this, when, yeah. when, when they're, uh, w- what's the next step? What do you, and how long do you keep them before you return them to the, the farm? So when they hatch, they stay in this incubator that will be closed, and they stay in there until they're completely dry. That's important. Apparently, you have to wait until they're dry. And you can't them touch out. them, right? Uh, while they're wet, no. No. Yeah, you, they, they basically say this is the safest place for them. So if you're right. not sure, if you're unsure, if, if they're ready to come out or not, just leave them in there. Uh, once they're fluffy and you see their feathers and they're all dry, you can take them out. But you're supposed to take them out not one at a time. Like, they're supposed to come out in with, like, a buddy. Okay. Um, so you have to at least wait till until there's two of them. And then you put them in the brooder box, which is just another box that uh, the farm gives you as part of this program. The brooder box? Yep. So we'll put them in there, and then um, as the rest of them hatch they can join the others uh out of the incubator i think your lists are always awesome kathy you do a really good job but I, if there's something about this year's list that seems i don't know if it's special or if it's because it's covid or whatever but it, i i've noticed a lot of response like online and and have you have you yeah. seen oh yeah an uptick okay yeah all weekend because I, I posted a few um videos on my instagram just updating on the eggs and yeah a lot of people have responded to that and love it the farm actually extended their hours so if you are interested <laughs> in doing this my wife wants to do it so bad enough she was reading me your list not knowing that it was yeah. you someone had sent it to her and i said yeah and i know that that's kathy's list i pitched the idea to my family and what they and say i didn't get the response really? i was gonna get oh. i thought i was bringing this really cool thing. unique fun neat thing to my family my kids are getting older that's the deal. yeah they just don't ever care about me anymore i know well, then they don't care about you know, trying to do these fun yeah family things yeah they're tired of it and I was upset that they didn't they like the done. idea, man. I'm, I'm, maybe I'll just do it. You just do be it. me. And you know what? If you brought that home, and I'm telling you, I got so into it so quick, I think that they would enjoy it. How many days have you had them? Uh, so I picked them up a week ago. Last Monday, I picked them up. And uh, I had to rotate them. There was a whole process. You had to um, turn them three times a day. And then uh, over the weekend, they just sat. You had to fill the incubator. Um, there's a little tray in it. You had to fill it with water. And then it sat for the entire weekend. And then this morning, I had to add a little more water. And now they just stay in there until they're born. You know what I'll do, Steve, is uh, I'll, I'll get the eggs. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll do everything we need to do to incubate them. And then they'll start being interested. And then they'll fall in love with them when they're born. And then I'll feed them to the dog. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Teach them a lesson. Or what you do is this. Put a whole bunch of cushions in the living room, and you put them in there, and you sit on them. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, like. Terrible. They're mine, and you can't come anywhere near them. Well, when I heard the little chirp this morning, I was like, oh, my God. It's like the babies. Now, yeah. now, at what point do they become their most deadliest? Oh, stop. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Apparently, they grow really quick, though. Okay. Uh, it's fast. I love this. It's honestly, it's a, it's, it's a little miracle. Here's a, here's a great tweet that says, I have never been to Pennsylvania, not even an adjacent state, but Kathy's fall activities excite me. <laughs> Dedicated listener from Minnesota, so keep up the great work. There you go. Kathy should do activities in every state. Yes. <laughs> put it out there for listeners around the country. Take, that's how you're going to expand. Five and a, you'd be finishing the autumn ones in midsummer. Minnesota activities. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, and by the way, so the full list is available, and it's sponsored by Acme Markets, mind you, uh, Acme Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. And so you can you can get Kathy's full list, and of course we have the flash sale of her fall activities long sleeve T shirt. Um, and that's wraps up tomorrow. Probably yeah, so, noon, I think, is usually when they wrap things up. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, sure. so grab it today if you do want one of these. Don't forget any yeah. development on a mm, shirt for men. Yeah, so we are going to do uh, a shirt for men. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's next week or the following week, but we'll definitely get it in before uh, this. You know, before fall ends. Okay. All right. And there is the President Steve shower beer can holder with the built-in Bluetooth speaker that's available only till tomorrow as well. So order Some that. Some good stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, I've just been informed that Ian Summerhalder is for 10 a.m., not 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it was a little scheduling mishap. Um, yeah, we have to wait till 10 o'clock to talk about dirt? Well, yeah, but we have we have Tracy Davidson who's scheduled for 9.15. So we oh. have... We you have, want me to see if she can call now? Yeah. Yeah, throw it out there. Because I've got... I've got some things, but you know, it would be it would be in poor taste to talk about these things before Tracy. Davis. Would it, it would be? I don't know. Um, well, I can talk about you know one here. I'll, I'll throw something out there until until we get her okay. Own, but uh, hotels. dot com announced last week that they're working on a solution that would allow humans to visit and stay in outer space. Okay. With the goal of being the first online travel site to provide future hotel bookings in space. So what kind of inroads have they made in shoring up this claim? Well, they... Or is il- it just something they wrote? I think it's just something yeah. they made up. It says the illustri- they illustrated their commitment to their goal by creating one small step for hotels.com. So, Steve, they set up a web address. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it. Which shows renderings of what a space hotel's lobby pool Mini bar pool, yeah. How the hell do you do a pool in space, you idiot? You, didn't you see that movie, uh, Passengers? Mini yeah. bar and other amenities would look like yeah. potentially. Uh, well, you know, eventually there's going to be. Now they're saying the time frame for a, a lunar base with a lunar town is is not that crazy far in the future. I just saw a tweet this morning, Steve. I'm sorry, Case, but uh, uh, Chris Hadfield, Commander Hadfield, yeah. Yeah. is talking about uh, this settlement on the moon that, according to his Twitter feed, is going to happen sooner than we expect. Uh, and so the- maybe that's where your hotel is. Yeah. Well, and he also questions, uh, what is that going to mean legally? Like, yeah. how do you own land on the moon? And how, do, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Tom mm-hmm. Skiffington. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude is real estate. sell that everywhere. lunar base in a jiffy. <laughs> All you got to do is put a space helmet on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to have a space elevator? Is that something that is uh, in I the works? I know it's something that they've talked about. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, right now I know they have the space escalator. Yeah. Which, well, uh, in, in Ad Astra, the beginning of the movie, they're working uh, on a space elevator. Are they not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And that's a terrifying scene. That The way that yeah. that movie is. opens, yeah. But, but um, the that notion is actually... It's very it's very feasible. The, the 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 elevator stays fixed in you know in its, yep. its point on Earth. Yeah. Uh, How is that possible? You just like, push the right floor. Oh well, no! I mean, like, <laughs> like the wind and the gravitational shift of the Earth, and I just don't understand uh, how. Imagine I'm, if you're the elevator operator and you have to remember right? all the floors. Thank you. Imagine that things fall. That thing falls down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, elevator go boom. That's pretty damn dangerous. Well, does the atmosphere uh, somehow hold in place? I think there's birds. <laughs> okay. No, but there's something that I don't know how it's how it's fixed, but they, um, you know, they they work for NASA. So yeah, they know smart. what they're they talking about. Out. All right. Anyway, Look, um, they never had a mishap. <laughs> hey, Tracy's on the line. Hey, 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 h
So we found out last week that uh, our good friend Tracy Davidson will be moving from the morning show on NBC10 to afternoon. She'll be doing the uh, the 4 o'clock. Of course, we had Vi on a little while back. Vi is retiring, and right. so this is going to coincide with that. He's working on the space elevator. And uh, so Tracy is going to be uh, she's going to be moving to 4 o'clock, and she'll be joining uh, Jacqueline London uh, and Jim Rosenfield. So let's get her on the line. Tracy Davidson! Yay! NBC 10. Hi, Tracy. Hi. How are you? I slept in until like 5.30 today. It was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine. Listen, you we, we've known you at different slots throughout the, the, the news day. And, and yeah. uh, you know, for the for the longest time, you were you were in the evening. You know, you were um, mm-hmm. that was your realm. And then you were in the morning. It's got to be a bit of a um, of a pleasant change to shift back to your uh, familiar yeah. ground. Yes. Right. Yes, I, uh, but I think it will take some time. It'll take some getting used to because my alarm clock went off at one o'clock. Oh so, my gosh! No, so, one a.m. Tracy. Well, yeah, because I was into the station by two thirty. What time would you go to bed? <laughs> Six. 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 Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, so I, I'm up at three forty-five. <sighs> I go to sleep at eleven, and I, that basically means I'm, uh, oh. you know, I, I know it's torture. You're gonna die early. I'm gonna die early, but at least I'll catch all the good TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. But you know what? I'm so excited. I mean, I get to work with Jacqueline at four, and then Jim at five. And you're right. I mean, those are newscasts that I've done before. I'm very excited for uh, for Aaron and Keith in the morning. They're going to do great, and they uh, are both from here, and it's it's a really good change for everybody. It's a good lineup. Tracy, I love Jim. He actually did a story on my grandfather, um, one of the you know paternity tests, the, the yeah the ancestry. Uh, so he he's great. I like him a lot. But he just won an Emmy. Have you ever won an Emmy? Yes, I think I have eleven. Oh eleven God. Emmys. <laughs> okay, How ever. dare 11. you ask an eleven <laughs> Emmy winner if she's ever won I an think. Emmy? In fact, it's I actually think. called the Tracy Davidson Emmy. You know what? Here you go. Kathy knew the answer to that. That's why she asked. <laughs> she <but> set <laughs> you up. She there totally you. set me up. I knew she knew the answer. <laughs> yeah, after seven or eight, I guess you lose track. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Stop yeah. It. No, the... You know what? Jim is great, and I've covered political conventions with him, and we're looking forward to working together. No, it's cool. It's 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 a good dynamic. I we end up seeing the evening news obviously more than we do the morning news because we're 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 doing our own show probably right. at that time. So, um it'll it'll be good to be able to 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 see you doing that. So with that in in the shift, is there is there a a, a a I assume it's not that much of a massive shift, you know, in in how you deliver the presentation. Everything stays pretty linear, correct? Yes. We continue to sort of up our social media game because we want to be able to provide news whenever and however people want to consume right. it. So we're constantly doing that. And I just think that we have – we've found new ways to do things, and I think probably you all have have done that as well. Right. That there are some creative positives silver linings that have come out of this pandemic and i think that we're covering news better than we've ever covered it we were saying the same thing that some some of the stuff will port post pandemic some of the technology now a lot of us are very sick of seeing you know poorly lit you know bad audio sort of stuff on on some of the the shows that where we are used to you know bigger production values but for those interviews that used to be okay we're not going to get this person on or be able to get them on now it's not you you don't have to settle for just a phone call. You can get a, a pretty good video right. quality, and, and that'll be the plus, right? I think it totally will be the plus. And you're right. I mean, I think there's a balance between, all right, people are used to this. 
they're not loving it, but they get that we couldn't drive two hours and this is an important person to interview. So we're going to do it via Zoom. Right. And and we can and, and when we can do good quality interviews, obviously, that's what we've been doing for, you know, yeah. decades. Right. So right. We'll, so, we'll, so we'll go there. But look, the bottom line is it's the information and we might be. You know, especially for me, because I've been in the business for so long, I cringe when I think, oh, my gosh, that could have looked so much better. But (laughs) the bottom line is we're serving our viewer with the best information. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Hey, Tracy, when's uh, Vi's last day? It will be in November sometime. Don't make me cry. I wasn't allowed Mm. to cry last (laughs) week. It's, you know, I've been posting on my Facebook page. We've been together. You ready? Since the 96 Olympics. Wow. 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 Yeah, we covered the 96 Olympics together, and then, you know, with the bombing, we stayed on the air for a long time, no scripts, in the middle of, you know, chaos and panic, and uh, so we became good friends, and then from there, I mean, we've covered Stanley Cup Finals together in Detroit, we've covered inaugurations, we covered the Phillies Parade, and how many different uh, hairstyles have you gone through during that time? Oh, I, oh my gosh. I think I'm getting back to where I was. <laughs> you going to have a big yeah. beehive? I like the longer hair on you, Tracy. Beehive, the big beehive. Yeah, that's exactly the focus. That'd be great. You look like uh, Kate Pearson from the B-52s. It'd be cool. No, that, that, that's awesome. But I'm again, again you're, you, uh, like, we're, we're blessed to have some, you know, some long-time news anchors in this town and you're one of them and 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 that that is a that that's a comfort and you you know you you the audience you know knows that they're in good hands when they tune in and and see somebody like you seeing behind the desk oh thanks thank you well i i'm i'm just grateful to have been here for that long and to have worked with Vi. and i know you know it's just so bittersweet i'm so happy for him they're expecting, I think, their eighth grandchild, so he's going to get a lot more family. Wow. A lot more time to serve his church. He, you know, uh, <laughs> he serves his church in a great capacity and do and do community work and work on his Vaisakahama Foundation. So I'm really excited for him, but I will truly miss my really good friend. By really the way, friend. With, with, with a partnership like you guys have, did, how did he how did he approach you about him retiring, or, or did he— did he start dropping hints a year or two ago that he only had a certain amount of time left uh, in the industry? Well, you know, yeah, we, we used to joke. We used to joke that we were going to walk out together. And, of course, our bosses just laughed at us because they said that's never going to happen. <laughs> that you two are going to walk out the door at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, in June, in June, he says, you know, maybe it's time and... And I did everything. You know, I said, I'll bring you baked goods every day. <laughs> and you can, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, I just feel like it's time. Plus, you know, we are in it to win it, but that those hours, as you all know so well, are grueling. Yeah. And, and then you try to serve a whole bunch of other, you know, family and church and community, and it gets to be a lot. It, it does shift your day, and you end up, when you wake up at that time, you, you know, and we, we talk about everything – I mean, I am awake far more for for a longer period than most of the people in my life. So I'm, you know, I I don't I'm not taking naps, and I shotgun it from three forty five in the morning till eleven at night. That's that's an outlandish amount of time to be awake. But it's, you know, any any sort of thing, or it, it is a weird time frame. But Preston said it best years ago, and he said you get used to not being used to it. So, right. Yeah, and so that's, that's part true. of the deal. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. But you know what? It, he 
was part of my motivation for getting up. So every morning when the alarm would go off at 1 a.m. and I'd think, why, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> and, and, then, and then I thought, you know, we have an executive producer in the morning, Rich Kiss. Between, between Rich and Vi, I thought, this is going to be a fun day. Let's do this. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, it got me out of bed. And so now I'm, I'm happy to uh, sleep until 530 and take the dog for a walk. It was cold this morning. Right. You'll actually see the sun. You know, the sun will be up by the time you get up. What an amazing thing. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Nice. Anyway, well, we just I'm want really Yeah, we wanted to touch base and just see how it was going. So, uh, you know, the, the transition will take a little bit of time to get used to. But um, <laughs> I won't be falling asleep by 555. I there you go. I can imagine. All right, Tracy, good luck with everything. It's great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Great to talk to you too. Congratulations, Bye-bye. All right, yeah, see you later. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Davidson. It is cool. It's, it's, it's so the, you, you're so used to seeing these people. So when they it does shift around or something like this happens, it's mm-hmm. like oh. I okay. saw we were we were going through uh, some paperwork the other day. We were cleaning out my wife's office, and I found an old uh, document about the moving company. That oh, Tracy yeah. helped expose that scammed oh, yeah. my wife and I. Oh, scammed you guys too? Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was the whole thing. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. They, they basically held your furniture ransom. They held it ransom. Yeah, we were moving. Rochelle was pregnant, and they <laughs> said, well, we need this. We Wait, need when this. you moved from, um, from Upper Chai to? from No, from, from moved to Upper Chai. We were moving out of an apartment okay. into our first okay. home. And they had everything on the truck, and then we got there, and they, they I forgot the, the bogus thing. They said, you need to... Uh, you got to give us this depositor. or you have to give us, you know, it was like $1,200 or something like that now, or we're going to take your furniture and we're going to put it in storage and we're going to charge you every day for it. And we're like, this doesn't seem right, uh-huh. you know, and they were, they, they had all, they had the stuff locked up and keys, you know, and then, so they held the, so I, I managed to be able to get a, a cashier's check, you know, cause it was on the weekend and right. we didn't have access to cash and got it to them and they found out they were pulling this scam on tons of people it was a huge class action lawsuit. They were found guilty, and then uh, we would get a, a check every now and then for like six bucks. <laughs> so you did give them the money? Yeah. Had to. Or else you weren't getting your or stuff. Or we weren't getting our stuff, wow. and it was going to go into storage. They would have unloaded it and put it in storage. We would have been charged every day for that storage. They would have had to have reloaded it and then brought it over and dropped it off. So <sighs> They, they knew, had you over a barrel. They had us over a barrel. Yeah. So did you contact Tracy, or she was already We doing talked it? about it on the air, and uh, either Tracy heard about it, or, or Marilyn said, you know, why don't you call Tracy? And I did. And then uh, she tracked down. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, you're not the only one. There's loads of people that have had been having a problem with this. And then she did a little expose on the air Good. about them. So Tracy... Tracy killed it for us. And then you told that heartwarming story about how you ran out of gas and this homeless guy helped you? Yeah. yeah. It was his last $20. Yeah. yeah. It was unbelievable. It was so cool. <laughs> By the way, there's a, uh, uh, I think it was CNBC is going to be doing a little feature on that story. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they reached out to uh, Brian Miller or B. Miller as he goes by from Course Photography because they found photos of the three of them together and they were at yep. the camp out for hunger with our logo in the background and everything, mm-hmm. and and so they were looking for permission uh, to see if they could uh, I, use that. I hope it does get made into a, a movie, like a lifetime movie, because I want to see who ends up playing us. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're a small part of that. <laughs> sure, we need to be in there. Yeah. God, <laughs> I remember that. How Casey, you had vibes about them. I did. I just didn't feel right about any of it. About yeah. about him specifically too. The boyfriend. Yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, still have, I still have the text chain between me and Kate. I I, I kept it in case it was ever needed for yeah, some reason yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know, I went through it not that long ago, 
and John Bobbitt, Katie McClure, and yeah. I forgot the other dude. Yeah, me too. Wasn't it Katie McClure? Or no? Yeah, yes, yeah. McClure? And um, listen, I I'm, I did not have those vibes, Case. So kudos to you for picking up on yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't at all. I didn't. And I just I I bought her uh, her entire story, and I took her at her word. I just thought they were all a little awkward. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact yeah, that they no. were hiding a secret. Yeah, I picked up on something when they came to the camp out. I, I, I had issues with him. Did you have issues with him? No, the, the you know boyfriend? what? It was actually with her because I had asked her a question and she answered me. And I, I, I'll tell you what I asked. I asked if, um, what was the, the homeless guy's name? John. Bob. John. John. Yeah. I said, does John have substance issues, substance abuse issues? And she went, no, not that we know of. And I just thought seeing him, seeing the way he was, he was homeless, he was on the streets. I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And so I turned to him literally 30 seconds later and I asked him and he went, oh yeah, we're helping him get uh, into a rehab and get help. So it was two different stories, yeah. 30 seconds apart. And I was okay. like, uh, I don't know about that. And this. then John said, it's all a scam. <laughs> what? what? It's so funny. They had it. They, they had, had it. it. It was a lock. They were good to go. They got greedy. And they, could, they, and they got greedy and, and squabbled with each other, and they blew it, which is a good thing. Yes, thank yeah. God. But they blew <laughs> I've referenced this before, but the the book and the movie, A Simple Plan, uh, are just, it's a different version of the same stories. It It is. People get greedy when this much money gets involved, and the amount of money got so far out of hand for them, they didn't know, they didn't know how to control it anymore. They were looking for, originally for like 10 grand, and by the time it, by the time we were part of it in Good Morning America, the Today Show, it was like, what, like 400, 500,000? Yeah, it was over $200,000 for sure. Wow. They didn't. They didn't go to jail yet, or that's what I'm, I was curious about. Yeah. yeah, somebody. I think is it John? I think John's already in jail. Okay. I thought Mark D'Amico went to jail too. Mark was the boyfriend. Yeah, but he had like additional charges that he had to. Uh, I think maybe she. I don't know. I mm. think she settled and he went to court or something like that. Well, speaking of of crimes, I saw this story it was about a week ago, so I didn't get a chance to get to this. But um, this is out of Bucks County. Uh, investigators believe that one thousand. Car break-ins in Bucks County and parts of Western New Jersey over the past year are all connected. One thousand, yeah, thousand break-ins, like those ones that they do in the school parking lots or the baseball field parking lots. Uh, I don't know where they were. Kath, officials said it's not clear if there is only one person responsible or a group of people. Or a However, thousand separate people. They said this suspect has been spotted at the scene of multiple thefts. Oh wow. Okay. No, I was talking about you know that like gang that group or whatever that comes oh, up from yeah. florida not for and... me oh you like the uh traveling willberries or what is it the, uh... yes something like that <laughs> oh, yeah. traveling irish no not that not that okay uh yeah is it traveling irish i think that's it right yeah. uh buckingham township hilltown township yardley and several other communities have been targeted in bucks county uh according to the DA's office says police are warning vehicle owners to lock their vehicles because so far only unlocked vehicles have been entered during the spree, which began as far back as September of last year. How many times, like we've <clears throat> talked about the same thing, I, we were talk, referencing it last week. I have security cameras all around my house, like a, a crazy amount. And a lot of times, a pe- neighbors will ask if, you know, I, I had anything or caught anything. And a couple of times I've checked, I've seen twice a car roll into our neighborhood. A couple of gentlemen get out of the car. And what they do is they, probably around 2 3 o'clock in the morning, after they assume everyone's asleep, and they walk down all the line of cars, and they just pull on the door handles. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not That's... looking. If it, if the opportunity is presented to them, they take advantage of it, but otherwise they move on. Uh, police said items such as vehicle registration and insurance cards, credit cards, and loose change have been stolen from the vehicles, 
as have smaller items like pens and sunglasses. Man. Yeah. Well, because sunglasses <clears throat> sometimes can be a decent yeah. amount of money. They can yep. probably resell them. And you can write with pens. Yes, well, you, you can. can. You can. Yeah. Wait, why the Why the uh, insurance cards, though? What does that do? I, I don't know what... Probably phrase a keepsake. You could use that for what your benefit of stealing that would be. Right, like you couldn't use it in your <clears throat> car. It says the car on well, it. Just cross out the name of the person on it and write <laughs> your own name. Officials said the suspect, who has been spotted on surveillance cameras and by witnesses, has been linked to multiple break-ins due to similar clothing descriptions, a black sweatsuit, dark-colored gator mask, uh, gloves, and white and orange Nike sneakers. Gator like... from the Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. film? or no. Oh, an alligator. It's, no, it's the thing that hangs down. It's like a... Oh. It's what I used to wear. That's and called a gator. Look at him. It looks like he has a pretty distinctive walk. Yes. Almost like a sachet. Would you call it a sachet? Yeah. yeah maybe it... a, a, a stride. Oh, yeah. or... Sort of a come-hither oh, sachet. Look at his... His, uh... his left foot. His left foot, yeah. yeah. It kind of turns inward. Uh. I think that might be uh, female. It might be a club foot. I think that person might. That be. might be. That's that the that's nun. No, she walked with a walker unless it was a deception. Mm-hmm. That's where she kept her drugs. Yeah, uh, dude, his his left foot kind of goes in a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see here. It says um, the. Oh yeah, Kathy says her official said the suspect you seen has a distinctive style of walking and running. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, they said the person is known to wear a satchel style bag slung across the sh- shoulder, very stylish, which is used to stash the stolen goods. He stashes in his sash. I stash my stolen goods in my sash. So satchel. he's kind of doing like a uh, an electric slide. If you notice, <laughs> it's not a purse; it's a satchel. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are texting in that they have had this happen to them quite a bit. A thousand different people. That's a lot, man. Um, have you ever, you've had your car broken into, yeah? No. Never had it? No. I did. Oh, you I had, did. You had cheese thrown on your car. I've had cheese thrown on my car. I've had the window broken. Okay. I haven't had actual anything stolen from my vehicle. Okay. And my passenger side window was shattered. Remember, it was during the, the holiday uh, season. KOP, at the right? Yep. I was in the garage, which did at the time did not have cameras. And I actually have wondered if that new garage, they had to have put cameras in there at this oh, point. They have to. The, the amount of cameras, that, the, 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 the camera tech and the, the cost of putting them in has gone down so dramatically. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a place that's not putting them up. But but it's funny. I, I, you know, I never keep anything in my car. I, I You know, I, I never well, keep... Well, you, know you know what they saw in my car? I don't either. I, I put... Actually, people make fun of me. My friends will yeah. make fun of me. There'll be like a piece of paper on my front seat, and I'm like, nope, it's got to go in the trunk. Yeah. What they saw was, at the time, it was an older car. It didn't have a GPS in it, and they saw the suction cup. Th- this is what they think. Right. The suction cup marks to my GPS on my um my front window. Yeah. And so they knew it was probably somewhere in the car. Yeah. They broke in. They took that, and they took all of my sunglasses. I a few pairs of sunglasses in there, uh, and they took those, and it, I mean everything else. They, they wiped, they wiped my car out. But uh, yeah, yeah, they took the the sunglasses, which were a decent amount of money, and mm. um, the GPS. Kath, I had um, my car broken into, and they it, same thing. They broke the passenger side window. They t- dude took off with like some change from the. The guy left so much in my car. The the alarm must have been going off, and it freaked him out or whatever. But I was so mad. Because there was glass in my car for like ever, oh, forever. yeah. And so when forever. when you would move the it seat sucks. up and back, you would just hear a crunching. It, it never leaves. It's, yeah, same thing. Case. Yeah, like passenger side window. I had it was a smash and grab. Mm-hmm. My back. I let and like an idiot. I left my backpack in there. It had my computer in it, but it was at a station appearance, and it was uh, Delaware Ave or Columbus Boulevard or whatever. And I was there for two hours. Came out and 
I, I don't know about you, but I, like I was so surprised by it. I had I didn't understand what had happened. I just, you can't process. No, it. I didn't process yeah. it at all. Bunch of people texting in saying that the insurance card be used for identity theft. Yeah, identity. yeah, and obviously a credit card as well. So that might be what Sucks. they're going after. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, bud? Okay, so about almost a year, or yeah, a little bit like uh, ago, my uh, car was broken into. My wife's, my work van, my neighbors, all down the street. Every single car. And what's funny is the cops are like, "Well, you guys should lock your cars." Well, my wife is adamant on making sure her car is locked. Like, she'll even go, did I lock my car? And she'll even lock it from inside the house. Right. My my car could have been open. Uh, you know, I never lock my doors. But um, my work van didn't have, you know, a fob. So my work van key was in my car. They went in my work van. They didn't steal anything but the everyone's, um, uh, whatchamacallit, insurance ID. And... Uh, loose change. They took uh, my tablet out of my work van, but it was weird because a lot of people were locking their cars, but they were still getting into them somehow. So it, we, it's either they had a key fob with a frequency or right. something, but yeah. they were unlocking cars. We right. talked about this, and there was actually when I was in Maniunk, there was a uh, rash of crimes that they believe either involved an amplifier, and, and this is either confirmed or we couldn't get an actual confirmation on this story. Some people swore it was the truth and some people said it was not, but that they were basically using an amplifier so that if your fob was anywhere towards the front of the house where your car was, they could amplify the signal and use it and, use it and then unlock your door yeah. remotely. So, and then yeah, start up the car. Doing it. They were doing it in sections like they did my neighborhood. Then two weeks later, there was another neighborhood right by mine. But in between that, they would go over to like Pennsylvania and it was the same M.O. every single time. But they would jump around to different neighborhoods and hit uh, two streets a night. It's like they didn't get greedy, so they didn't get caught. Yeah, pretty smart, but it's messed up. It is, and it's such. It's it Thanks, sucks. It, it's you. You feel via. I've never had my car broken into again because they don't leave. I make sure I'm about. You know, I don't leave the telltale signs, and I leave nothing in there. I take all my insurance information stuff. It's in my. You know, I keep it with me, so it's it's never in there. But uh, it's a violation. It's just it, it's the worst. A lot of people are texting in saying with the with the uh, distinctive walk that it's uh, Kaiser Sose. Mm-hmm. Kaiser Sose, oh, who, uh, who did it? So I don't know. Um, hey, uh, another. Uh, we have a couple of minutes here, and then we're gonna have to break because we have. To move along, but I did want to do a follow up to this. Uh, the the treasure guy, the guy that buried that treasure out west, and right. wrote, wrote about it in a in his uh, biography, and then people spent you know decades looking for it, and someone supposedly found it, and people died trying. To, well, he died recently. His name right. is Forrest Fenn. There is a follow up story to this, um, and I'll use this as an example. This guy is a treasure hunter, Reed Randall. Made the trip between his home in Houston to Maybell, Colorado, 10 times between 2009 and 2020. He was certain Fenn's clues led to a spot outside of town, but pinpointing the exact location proved difficult. He actually, one evening in late May, saw a tree glowing at sunset, which matched the final clue in one of Fenn's poems. Uh, The sandy patch was just big enough to hold the treasure chest. He began to shovel and he anticipated the plink of steel hitting bronze, but it never came. After a few hours, he eventually realized that his hole was too deep for an old man to have dug. My hole's too big. And if the treasure wasn't here, he decided he couldn't be. It, it couldn't be anywhere. He emailed a photo of the scene to Fenn, and he wrote, "I know your secret," implying 
that the hunt had been a scam all along. Uh-huh. And pe- there are some people that believed that. Then on June 6th, Fenn announced that a man from the East had found the chest. In a short statement posted on the fan's website, uh, Fenn wrote that it had been buried under a canopy of stars in the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains. Ten days later, he posted pictures allegedly sent to him by the man who had found it. Fenn said that he would not reveal his name to protect the finder. Well, this guy, Randall, who I started the story with, uh, found the timing of this announcement just a week after his email to Fenn extremely suspicious. Are we so? Do you believe that it was a scam? That there was nothing out there? This guy now believes that the hunt may have been a hoax. Another faction of people believes that the treasure is real but not found. Either it's still out there, they argue, or Fenn retrieved it himself. Still, many remain true believers. They accept Fenn's account of events but feel abandoned because without more details, they don't know how close they came to striking gold. Now, there's some other things that in this story that followed up on. As I was reading, but it was too lengthy for me to print up and, and take excerpts. But apparently, he women that were interested in getting to know him because of the the treasure thing, he essentially was asking them for naked pictures of themselves to send. And so, well, that adds it, a whole element to the possibility that he did it as if, a scam. Yeah, and if if you're asking for for beaver shots mm-hmm. for your Come on. And he wasn't going to give them full-on clues, but he was just kind of stringing them along to think that maybe he would reveal some. There he is. Yeah. Uh, so, man, oh, so man. So maybe it was fake. Maybe maybe it was fake. Maybe he never had. He did it for attention. And naked pictures. And he didn't have millions of dollars worth of uh, jewels and gold and so the, on to bury. A bag full of Beanie Babies. Yeah. It's like, so. hey. So I'm curious as to how this will play out. What would prove it? Is if the guy who won it came, came forward, forward and showed the treasure and said, "Yes, this was indeed real." What was the dollar amount again? It was anywhere between one and three million dollars. Okay, so yeah. I mean, substantial, but not like a hundred and fifty million. Yeah, like you, mean, like people go into absolute hiding over a lottery win. Right, you exactly. could come forward. Yes, unless you wanted to hide from the yeah. IRS for, for right. whatever reason it may be. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, there's more to that story than uh, than maybe meets the eye. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. All right, we got to take a break because we need to come back to the bizarre file, and then we will have in Summer Holder on. Yay! Ten a.m. not nine a.m. So we will get to that in just a moment. Stay with us. Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, see if you can follow along on this one. All right. A man has been charged with collecting thousands of dollars from a woman to provide protection against people who she believed were seeking revenge for a killing that she commissioned. Police said the killing never actually happened, and the man wasn't really protecting the woman from anyone, but was just collecting her money. It was, did she hire this person to commit the killing? Kinda. So here's the deal. Brian Kedema was charged with theft by extortion. The bizarre case began in January when a woman agreed to pay Kedema $12,000 in order for him and his associates to provide protection from an individual who made threats of physical harm to her and sexually assaulted her. Mm. During this time, Gedema received numerous payments of money, totaling in excess of $7,000 from the woman towards this $12,000 figure. Now, police say Gedema and the woman have known each other since at least 2016. 
And at some point, the woman said she received a text from one of Getima's associates claiming that he would release an explicit video of her to friends and family unless she paid him. Getima allegedly told the woman that he paid the man $250,000 to take care of the problem. But the man then allegedly demanded more money. This time, the woman told police that Getima told her that he could hire someone to take care of that man, meaning they could hire a hitman to kill him. The woman said Getima told her the hit was carried out in 2017. After that, the woman claimed she was contacted by at least two men who were sent by the deceased victim's widow to punish her. The woman told police for at least 18 months she was raped more than two dozen times by these men. Soon, the woman started paying Getima $300 out of every paycheck that she earned so he would provide protection to her and her children. But in August, the woman told Getima that she was no longer going to pay him any money, and she did not believe the threats and harassment had abated, so she thought felt he wasn't doing anything. Though this angered this guy, who demanded she continue to pay him, and sent the woman messages such as, find my money or wish you were dead. After the woman went to police, investigators used the woman's phone to pose as her and send messages to Getima, stating that she would not pay him anymore. Getima responded by saying, I'm coming for my money. Be ready for the hell I'm going to rain down on you. Getima was questioned by, questioned by police and admitted uh, the man allegedly killed in 2017 was alive and that he had provided zero protection for her children and confirmed the protection of the children is a lie. Well, that's false advertising. As for who has allegedly been sexually assaulting the woman, police said that that is part of the ongoing investigation. Isn't that weird? What a... <laughs> that's all over the place. How do you get to the bottom of that mess? I do not know. Wow. All right. uh, I was going to reenact this, but I think we have audio of it instead. A woman who refused to cooperate during a traffic stop uh, during a traffic stop sparked a high speed chase and guns being drawn in a neighborhood. 28 year old Emily Owings was initially pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. She also didn't have a license of her insurance or her insurance. Uh, The only form of identification she had on her was her medical marijuana card. Now, I'm not sure where this kicks off. We have two clips. One of is, is of her being pulled over for the belt, and then the other one is uh, things get a little more heightened. All right, here's uh, here's the uh, exchange. Here we go. Your license is suspended? Why? I don't know. And now I'm waiting to see if you have warrants through Woods County. <laughs> and poop so bad. Hey, man. Huh? Oh, this is my birthday. Please just let me go. She has to poop so bad, so, and it's her and it's birthday. birthday. Two reasons most police officers will let you go. <laughs> because I know your license is suspended. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was. I won't drive no more, but can I please go home and go poop? You have warrants for Woods County, and they're coming to get you. No, they're not. Ma'am. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, my God. No, they're not. <laughs> Fires it up, man. I have to poop. All right, and then here's the other clip. <laughs> is this uh, after they have her? You could have already been on your way to jail. Get in the car. She asked if she can poop in their car. Uh Wait, so she didn't get away? No, No. they ended up getting her. Yeah, they ended up getting her. I love that. Let me go back to the other clip. I love the very end here. Hang on a second. You have warrants for Woods County, and they're coming to get you. No, they're not. <laughs> Man, <it's> just, yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. Starts it up, boom, she's gone. Uh, and we have to wrap it up there. Yeah. 
We had, I'm sorry, it's a short, bizarre Oh, uh, It was good, though. We have Ian uh, Summerhalder, who is coming up next, and in order to stay in time for that, we have to uh, break now. So we're going to do that, and we're going to come back, get him on. We'll do the lesson question, trash music news. All that stuff is coming up. So now, if you have to poop, it will be a good time yes. to do that. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, I do want to mention this. I want to make sure that you have ample warning that this is taking place on Thursday. We're giving away $1,000, okay? Nice. Uh, it's what we call a watch and win. So you're going to have to watch. It's in conjunction with the show called I Can See Your Voice, which is on Fox 29. And there are three questions that you will have to answer about Wednesday night's show for the Thursday morning prize giveaway. So we are going to tell you the questions that you need to know the answers to. But I'm going to give you one a day, one today, one tomorrow, and one on Wednesday. And then you watch the show Wednesday night, and then you listen Thursday morning. You call in if you can answer all three questions. You're the designated caller to do it. You win 1000 bucks. Pretty sweet deal. Yes. Um, so the question that I will give you today is... Uh-huh. Which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60th birthday party? All right. So that is Thursday that you have to answer that question. So don't forget, it is a great night of family fun starting Wednesday at 8 with the return of the masked singer, followed by the premiere of I Can See Your Voice. And that's hosted by Kim Jong. And, of course, he's a uh, he's a, 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 a panel member on uh, the masked singer. But it's only on Fox 29's brand new show that asks the question, can you guess if someone can sing Without actually hearing their voice. So we'll see how that works out. I can see your voice. All right. um, 10.03. Oh, I'm sorry. Your mic's not on. Nobody's mic is on. Sorry. It's just me (laughs) and Steve. Go ahead. Uh, I just got an email saying he's just running a couple of minutes late. (laughs) Okay. So what Uh, should we do? So it's just uh, moving along. We're going to do trash? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. All right. uh, The lesson question first. Let's go with this. Who sells the most real estate on the moon? 215-263-WMMR. True. Let's see if you know. Who sells the most real estate on the moon? It was mentioned very, very briefly, but if you know the answer, you should give us a call right now. 215-263-WMMR. And we got a prize in conjunction with that. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by... Autopartsexpert.com for hard-to-find brand-name parts in stock and in our area. You can order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. Autopartsexpert.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Yes, the following headline is a real headline from the gossip site JustJared.com. It is Orlando Bloom wore shorts while out picking up lunch. (laughs) However, if you drill deeper, you will find that Bloom often wears shorts... When it gets hot. Whoa, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Breaking Ten, yes, breaking news. That's, that's uh, COVID uh, entertainment reporting. Ten years ago, both Kabori Sidibe and Anna Kendrick were nominated for Oscars. But since then, Sidibe says Kendrick has had five times the amount of work she's gotten. Still, Sidibe says things aren't all that bad, noting that she just landed the lead role in the Anna Kendrick story. (laughs) And finally, HGTV stars Christina Anstead and husband Ant Anstead have split up after less than two years of marriage. Christina, who divorced another HGTV star, Tariq El Moussa, just a few years ago, admits it's probably time to start dating other (laughs) champions. 
And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, hey, let's see if somebody knows <laughs> the answer to this question. Who sells the most real estate on the moon? 215-263-WMMR. To Tim we go. Hey, Tim, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Tim, who sells the most real estate on the moon? That would be Tom Skivington. Yes. yes. <laughs> the legend. Hold on a moment, Tim. We're going to get your information, and we, sir, are going to give you a $60 Metro Diner gift card celebrating National Chicken Month. Awesome. Uh, And they're doing it right this September. That's right, Gene. Uh, The chicken experts at your neighborhood Metro Diner have added meaty boneless and traditional wings to their menus alongside their latest game day packs, which will feed the whole squad this sports season. I'm going to shoot. Available... (laughs) For takeout or delivery, <laughs> uh, you can order online at MetroDiner.com. So we'll set that up and we'll give away those more this week. Is our guest ready to go? Yeah. Dude, yeah. He's ready to yeah. go. All right. Uh, it's a documentary uh, which debuts tomorrow on Netflix, and it is called Kiss the Ground. And it's about uh, activists, scientists, farmers, politicians, and uh, a movement of regenerative Agriculture. I think this is something everyone can get on board with. I think so. Um, so let's welcome him. We, we of course, um, followed every step he made on Lost. Uh, and also from the Vampire Diaries and a whole bunch of other stuff. Please welcome Mr. Ian Summerhall. Hey! Hey, Ian. How you doing, man? Oh, man. Never better. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the kind, kind words. You guys must be... Uh... Must be a, you must have been out drinking all night. <laughs> <laughs> we're literally the only reason we could fuel that. No, no, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're big fans. We're watching the trailer to the uh, to the documentary, Ian, and uh, this seems to be some uh, some interesting stuff that not a lot of people would be aware of. And no matter where you stand on climate change or wherever that goes, this seems like a um, a workable solution that's yielding great results. Why don't you explain what it's about? Thanks for that. By the way, it is. The, exactly what you just said, which is people say in a thumb, in, in a nutshell, what is this? This this film is a how-to solution-based, not all doom and gloom, solution-based um, film about reversing climate change through large-scale regenerative agriculture. And you say, well, what is regenerative agriculture? Regenerative agriculture is the principle or practice of drawing down carbon out of the air sequestered with with growing plants sequestering that carbon and putting it safely back in the ground where it belongs to feed all of the microorganisms in the soil healthy soil healthy people healthy planet and it is by far the greatest honor and biggest project I've ever been involved in and probably ever will be, to be honest with you. Now, on the, on the surface, that, that, that sounds comp- – I'm sorry to interrupt. That sounds complicated, is it? You know, it's pretty wild. It's actually not complicated. Okay. Um, what, what, one thing that, that we no one really knows, and, 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 you know, this film took seven years to make. Um, the, the filmmaker Josh Tickell, Rebecca Tickell, uh, have given so much of their life to make this film. I shot the initial first uh, footage of this film actually nine years ago in Zimbabwe, believe it or not, with the grandfather of holistic land management, um, Alan Savory. But, you know, imagine this. Imagine being able to reverse global warming, right? That's A, number one. Imagine being able to produce more oxygen. Imagine being able to generate more money for farmers. And imagine being able to 
completely start drawing down that legacy load of carbon into the ground. These are the most incredible things, and what follows as a result of that is reduced flooding and drought, reduced storms. You know, you're fires your fresh too. Water source. Wildfires fires. and things of that nature. Yeah, exactly. I, you're there's a there's hydrate a, the land and reduce fire hazard. There's a point of entry, I think, for everybody, and then that's just it. The a lot of the you you know there's just a lot of scare tactics and stuff going on, and there's there's not there's no door for everybody to sort of come in, depending on where they stand on all this stuff. But who who can't see the efficacy of this approach? Um, you know, in, in the long run, because there's so many positives to it and it provides a real deal plan. So you came to the project and you've been involved with the project. Uh, are, are you are you on a, on a producer level? What is your 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 complete connection? I am. I'm an executive producer on the film um, and I'm proud, proud to be it. I'm also in the film and shot um, parts of the film, the Africa stuff uh, many years ago. And. One of the greatest, you know, one of the greatest things in my entire life is I will get to say to my daughter, you know, in 10 years' time, I will get to look her in the eye and say, we did it, kiddo. We did it for you. We did it for me and your mom. We did it for all of us. Um, Just so you guys know, conservatively, and I say this conservatively, we have enough healthy soil for 60 harvests. Globally, I think about that. That's 60 years of food, basically. That's all we have left at the going rate, which is unacceptable. And the one thing that very few people know, and this is the scary part, that the greatest you could take off, you could take every car off the road, every plane out of the sky, you could shut down every coal-fired power plant in the world, and climate change would still happen at an alarming rate. And you say, how is that possible? One word: agriculture. Hmm. Agriculture accounts for an immense amount of greenhouse gases. And people say, well, how is that possible? Well, here's the kicker. And just brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen, because this one is going to make you scratch your head. When you till soil, as what we do to get our plants to grow food, right? Mm -hmm. When you till soil, you release carbon. Okay. When you damage soil, carbon goes up into the air. Can you believe that? No, I, I was not aware of that process, no. So this is, this is, this is obviously a, 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 a... Go ahead. That was you. Okay. <laughs> We're hearing an echo back. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> you know, I, I curse it. What, what a fine orator I am. <laughs> uh, no, but, but, no, but, but the, the whole process is, is, is this. And, I mean, on, on an agricultural level, on a food level, these are all things that, 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 that make sense. You've got people, uh, you have Tom Brady, you have Woody Harrelson, you have all these people who are obviously of like minds who, who were drawn to the project. Who else is represented in the film? Uh, Jason Mraz, Rosario Dawson. Um, obviously, well, Alan Savory is in the film, and Alan Savory should be a household name because he's one of the greatest living scientists in the world. Um, Giselle Bunchen. Um, uh, doctor, this guy named Dr. Mark Hyman, who you are going to love after this film. Um, there's a whole bunch of us that you look at this film and you go, wow, this makes sense. And I will tell you this, it doesn't exactly what you just said earlier, it doesn't matter where you stand on the climate change side of it. It doesn't even matter what side of the aisle you stand on. Protecting farmers and championing their success and yes. prosperity will never be politicized. It's just, it's not a, it's not a, 
you know, it's not a political issue. No one is ever going to argue with you that making farmers' lives better, you know, the people that feed us and our families, making their lives better so that they can make more money and be amazing contributors to society, you're never going to have that argument. I love it. And this Uh, is the most incredible way to to, to do that. So this is out uh, tomorrow on Netflix. If you're just tuning in, it's called uh, Kiss the Ground. It's Ian Summerhalder. To switch gears real quick, I want you to sell me on your bourbon, Ian. I'm I'm a bourbon guy. You and and Paul Wesley uh, have a bourbon uh, called uh, Brothers Bond. Oh, man. It's the most, talking about just an incredible thing. We, you know, I'm up at 4.30 every morning. And I'm in bed by 11.30 or midnight every night. And this is, you know, I spent, we spent 18 months finding just the most perfect flavor that has been my obsession. And we've built this company that is going to change the way things are done in the spirits business. Um, This company is all about giving back, but it's about building community and the juice you know, listen, it's an 80-proof. It's not a 90-proof bourbon. Um, even talking to some, some big, you know, like six-foot-four, you know, blue-collar guys that I, even I, I grew up with in Louisiana, they say the same thing as even some of the highest-powered politicians I work with, which is, look, life, is, life, is, life kicks me in the teeth. I don't need my bourbon to kick me in the teeth. <laughs> and so this is an 80-proof bourbon. It's not 90-proof. It is what you have. It's called an equal sensory proportion. Every bit of it, as it goes over your palate, you get a nice, amazing, equal balance of these beautiful grains that are sort of coming into, you know, it's an expression of these grains. And we just love it. And, uh, you know, every lady um, that has tried this bourbon and every guy has tried this bourbon says, wow. And this is right out of the bottle, right? Three or four rocks. Okay. Push around a couple minutes. I mean, a couple times. You set it down for literally two minutes. Boom. And it's it's exceptional. I'm blown away by what we've been able to create. And I cannot wait to launch this thing. And uh, Well, if you, know, if, if, you, if you have simply the fans of Vampire Diaries, which is what the Riff of Brothers uh, Bond is based on, uh, just sample it and, mm-hmm. get, and enjoy it as well as your lost fandom uh you're i think you're on easy street with this well in that in, in that case it will be the most sold bourbon on the planet <laughs> yeah. which, which we by the way which we aim which we aim to do and i and i and i say this in all humility the spirit is 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 again about community and i am so in love uh with this bourbon and we're so grateful to be able to do this together and i just can't wait to launch it and by the way just in the U.S. alone, our sales and distribution force, just in the U.S. alone, is over 22,000. Okay. Nice. Wow. Nice. When's, when's it coming out, or is it out, and, and what's the price per bottle? January. January. Okay. January, January, and it's going to be in that, like, 36 to $37 oh, range. Oh, good. Um, I, Excellent. I, I wish it could be lower. We've already slashed and just. Dist- just almost really destroyed our margins just because I'd rather more people have it than not. No, that's and, no, uh, that's that's reasonable. There's, there's a lot of 60, 70, 80 dollar bourbons out there, so that's that's all good. This has just been the biggest, most amazing thing to be involved in. You know, to be able to do this, kiss the ground and bourbon, and I also have a, a nutraceuticals company called Immortal Ritual. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> 
I know, man. I, well, I built this formula over the last three and a half years. I built it for myself to get through my days, and I realized, why am I not putting this on the market? So between, you know, these two companies, Kiss the Ground, raising this child, and and just breathing air, um, I am the most blessed individual in the world. I am the most tired guy I know, but I will tell you <laughs> that I cannot wait to it, – again, it's about balance, right? Yeah. It's bourbon spirits, community, and then health and wellness. You need them both. I definitely need them both. It's about caring about the environment and being bombed while you care about the environment. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) You're not bombed while you're caring about the environment. Now, listen, these companies, listen, the future of business is the company with the triple bottom line. People, planet, profit. And that's just the way it's going to go. And um, I'm designing companies that are only going to be living by that ethos. And so grateful, man. I'm grateful. Guys, listen, check out the film. Please, please, please. I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks. Um, This is the greatest thing I've ever been involved in. And um, this is, I think, our legacy piece that hopefully shows the world. You know, look, I'm not speaking in absolutes, but I'm speaking in absolutes. I know that this this is the greatest solution we have. And, um, and I like it. Scale this, this film. Well, your, your passion is contagious. We'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Congratulations on everything, Ian. Uh, it's good to talk to you, and we'll, we'll check out the film and, and hopefully catch up with you down the road, and I'll get a bottle of your bourbon for sure. You guys rock, man. Thank you for it all. Have you, you got it. Right. Ian Summerholder. Right. Thanks, man. We got it nice. in under the wire. If only he was right, good looking. Yeah, I, I know. know. How about that? He is, he is, like, impossibly good-looking. Well, my wife would... Oh, man. My wife would would just chew through me to get to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to try this out, the Brothers Bond. So, nice guy. Very nice yeah. guy. All right, um, we did... We did lesson, right? Yep. Yeah. We did That's trash. Yeah. That means we need to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, brought to you today by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professionals in the country, including optometry and audiology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. To apply, visit salus.edu. Over the weekend, Shinedown singer Brent Smith paid tribute to Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, who died on Friday, age of 87. And he actually shared an encounter with Ginsburg uh, just last year at Dulles Airport, where she sat across from him in a private lounge surrounded by Secret Service. Are you in Shinedown? Smith (laughs) wrote, uh, I must tell you, I have had the honor of being in the presence of some extraordinary people. But in that moment, in that particular moment, I was awestruck. That is pretty amazing. He said, I encourage everyone to learn about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how groundbreaking her ideas were and still are to this day. Godspeed, he wrote. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins will release their new double album later this year. It's called... I guess it's pronounced Seer, C-Y-R. Sears. Seer. I I would say Seer. Sears. I would say the name of that is Seer. It's called America Shops at Sears. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kyer. Kayak. Kayak. Kayarak. I'm not sure. Or maybe maybe it means like Seer, S-E-E. A Seer. A visionary. A mystic. In a different way. 
pronunciation. A, a, a kayak. I mean, maybe it's like Sire, like Cyrus. A, a small, yeah. <laughs> a small vehicle used to take on water. <laughs> kayak. Uh, Nick is looking it up. How to pronounce? Well, the good news is that it's three different audio pronunciations, uh, two different spellings. <laughs> it says C Art Sears. Two translations and ten sentences. For, yeah. So there's a bunch of, but it's a right. French word in origin. Right. You know what I think about it? Yeah, that's what I think. There's a uh, YouTube video if you want to learn how to pronounce it. Mm, well, it's only 40 minutes. We can't listen to audio on that particular. <laughs> 40 minutes on how to pronounce a three-letter word. Computer that you brought up. All right, so does it say what it means? No. Okay. It says your mother. <laughs> your mother. It's just the definition. Your, your mother. mother. Well, that's rude. Sear will be released on November 27th. It will feature 20 tracks produced by Billy Corrigan. The record was made by the reunited lineup of founding members Corrigan, James E. Hodge, Jimmy Chamberlain, and then guitarist Jeff Schroeder. The band is also launching an animated series entitled In Ashes. The five-part series was created by Corrigan and animated by Deep Sky. Uh, the show will premiere September 25th, along with new music from the album. I don't know where the show will premiere. Hmm. Famed Uriah Heap drummer Lee Kerslake, uh, who also played on Ozzy Osbourne's first two solo albums, 1980's Blizzard of Oz and 81's Diary of a Man Man, has passed away at age 73 after a five-year battle with cancer. Uh, and there's some great drumming on those albums, I will tell you straight up. Kerslake joined Uriah Heap, and Uriah Heap had some great stuff. He, he, he was a great drummer. Uh, in 1972, he joined in 72 and played in the band almost continuously until 2007, until ill health forced him to stop in semi or forced him into semi retirement, it was during a brief period in which he left Heap in 1980. He joined Ozzy's solo project after um, Ozzy had left Black Sabbath. Although Kerslake and bassist Bob Daisley played on Dire of a Madman uh, on the album, they were fired before its release. And bassist Rudy Sarzo and drummer Tommy Aldridge were credited on the album sleeve, even though they weren't the ones who were on the album. Scumbags. Yeah, it's not a cool move. Uh, Kerslake and Daisley later sued the Osbournes, claiming that they had contributed to the songwriting on both albums and had been denied millions in royalties. In retaliation for the lawsuit, uh, Sharon had both albums reissued in 2002 with the drum and bass parts re-recorded by Faith No More drummer Mike Borden mm -hmm. and future Metallica bassist Robert Trujillo, both huh. members of Ozzy's live band at the time. Uh, Daisley and Kerslake's original performances were restored in the 2011 30th anniversary issues of the albums. Ozzy saluted his former drummer and collaborator posting on social media. It's been 39 years since I've seen Lee, but he lives on forever. Uh, on the records, he played for me, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. And then he wrote R.I.P. Back in January, uh, Ozzy had sent two Platinum Disc Awards to Kerslake in 2018. Because in 2018, during a chat with the Metal Voice, Kerslake revealed that all he wanted all these after all these years, he just wanted platinum album certifications for both albums so he could feel some acknowledgement for his work before he died. Uh, is it for you? Now shut up. Uh, he explained, I really wrote a nice letter to Ozzy and Sharon, and I hope they will come to terms with it and say yes. Uh, Kurzweig was granted his wish as Ozzy shared a photo online of Kurzweig holding the Blizzard and Madman uh, platinum discs, a handwritten letter from Ozzy on his chest. Ozzy wrote under the photo, I'm so glad that Lee Kerslake is enjoying his Blizzard and Diary Platinum albums. I hope you feel better. Love, Ozzy. So they did patch things Speaking up. of Ozzy, I was watching, um, there were, uh, I watched a little bit of it last night. They were they were hitting it all over the, uh, like the Discovery Channel and all this stuff. There's a, a paranormal special with uh, Jack Osborne and Ozzy and Sharon, and they sit and review 
video of you know there's a, the ghost in the on the highway or the all the right. sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But Ozzy definitely looks old now, yeah. like really old like, and yeah. wizened. And we know he's gone through the the, the medical stuff. But I, even my wife said that's Ozzy. Yeah, man. When when sometimes when some uh, medical thing happens, yeah, like yeah. even a, even an injury, it can age people. It accelerated it definitely. I'm watching it happen in my own family as we speak. Uh, by the way, here is how you pronounce seer. Okay, Ready? please. Here we go. Seer. 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 <laughs> Hang on. Seer. Seer. Is that huh supposed to be in there? <gasps> yeah, it's like the pr- uh, French pronunciation of the letter R at the end of a word. Oh, I'm really? so turned on. Seer. 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 You like swallow the R. You uh, swallow. Seer. Yep. All the way down to the root, right? Mm-hmm. Right down, man. Especially the capital That's R. That's my role. To the root. Absolutely. After I check on my chicks. <laughs> <laughs> How did she get in here? I, oh, you are. I, I, it's me. <laughs> She's caring for the chicks. That's right. <laughs> All right, one last story. Bruce Springsteen was originally hoping to launch the E Street Band's next tour in spring of 2021. He now thinks it's going to be much longer than that. During a new chat with Rolling Stone, he spoke about his upcoming album, Letter to You, which drops on October 23rd. But also touched upon what the road might look like post-COVID. It's He's probably said, like black with yellow lines down the middle. Just like a highway. Uh, he said, my antenna tells me, at best, 2022. Huh. And I would consider the concert industry lucky if it happens then. I'm going to consider myself myself lucky if I lose just a year of touring life. He said, once you hit 70, there's a finite amount of tours and finite amount of years that you have. And so you lose one or two, that's not so great. Particularly because I feel the band is capable of playing at the very, very, very top or better than of its game right now. It's like dog years! And I feel... <laughs> it's amazing that Bruce and Ozzy are essentially the same age. Right. Um, the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you see him, though, as having Jagger-esque capabilities? Oh, like just, he'll, yeah. he'll go well into his 70s, if just not keep 80s. going, yeah. yeah. And they've you know, probably ostensibly taken better care of themselves than I'm a He said, and I feel as vital as I've ever felt in my life. It's not being able to do something that is a fundamental life force, something I've lived for as long as I was 16 years old. So, uh, But he's saying they're going to have to push that back a little ways. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, music news for you. Hey, there's a new Daily Rush video Oh, for you to check out, and it says Preston wants to be the richest woman in the world, <laughs> and he'll do anything for it, anything. Watch it now, PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline. Uh, of course, uh, Fishtown's first comedy uh, club, restaurant, and bar. So that is available for you now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Yes, and the picture alone for the videos <laughs> of me as a woman is pretty damn terrifying. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Get ready to wrap it up. Stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead. Pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. 
this is the end of our program. But I want to thank those who made it possible. You. You wonderful person, you. You made it possible. Give yourself a big hug. But you weren't a guest. Actually, I want to thank our guest. Ian Summerhaller. Man, was he a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Very passionate about this project that is out tomorrow. It's called Kiss the Ground. It is a documentary. Very interesting things he was saying about, um, you know, carbon in the atmosphere. I had no idea some of these stats he was talking about. Well, Well, even the the, the farming aspect, how you could benefit farmers, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, nice guy. Very nice guy. Uh, And Tracy Davidson from NBC10. Tracy's moving to afternoons. Uh, no longer get. I can't. She gets up at one thirty in the morning. That's, that's insane. To go to work. No way to live. How can no? Way, it's three forty-five. People freaking. You know they they. Oh my god! When I say that's the time, I get up one o'clock in the morning. No. And she said no. sad to maybe not be doing that anymore. I know. It's, she'll get you. She'll yeah, enjoy yeah. being able to sleep in. I think she will start to see the benefit of sleeping in. Uh, but it was nice to have uh, Tracy on this morning. And we get the company once again of Brent Porsche. Hey, good morning, back. everybody. How you doing, man? Doing well, thanks. You have a good weekend? I did. Did you? Um, yeah, it was pretty yeah, solid. Nice. Had a productive Sunday, and uh, the rest of it was kind of chill, so not bad I see your, your Rush uh, Pop figures here. Who got those for you? Yeah, the Funko Pops. It was, I, it was just mailed to me. By, I'm assuming it's a listener whose name is Fagan. That's just what it says. And From the, Oliver? Uh, is it, was he? Yeah. yeah. You've okay. got to pick a bucket or two, boy. <laughs> you got to pick a bucket or two. Always do this. It's the same one. Yeah, yeah. it's the same guy. It's got to be the same guy. He probably mm-hmm. stole yeah. it or had one of his little kids. Uh, right. But yeah, from uh, from New Jersey, from Collingswood, and just sent me these uh, Rush uh, Funko Pop uh, figures. I saw really those, cool. and I thought about getting them for you, but I figured you either had them or somebody was going to get them for you anyway. I appreciate that, yeah. sir. That's but exactly I, the excuse things, I would have gone with. <laughs> they come out with some cool ones. Yeah. I hate them, but I'm, I collect little, I have like Axel and Slash and Joel and Bede and stuff like that, but that yeah. Rush 3-pack is really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, uh, shall we do the letter? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter C is in chilly out there today. All right, and we have one letter to go, or one letter, anyway, we have four to go. And we're going to give away ten vinyl albums, including recent releases from Pearl Jam, Metallica, and a signed copy of The Struts' wow. Young and Dangerous in honor of Record Store Day. And this year, uh, Record Store Day is being celebrated properly, distanced through a series of Record Store Day drops. There's two of them left. Saturday is the next one. And then there will be October 24th. So support your local Record Store Day this Saturday. Speaking of the struts, yes, there's a commercial uh, that is using one of their songs uh, that I saw over the weekend. And I forgot to make note huh. of the product and what it was. And Which song? That's what I'm trying to remember not right now, too. What product? Um, <laughs> I don't remember the product. <laughs> okay. What, uh, what song? Uh, it wasn't... Um, I all right, Damn. so songs we have. Um, it's not that one. Not, okay, is it "Put Your Money on Me"? Is it "Prima Donna Like Me"? Is it "One Night"? Is it "Could Have Been Me" in a Mercedes commercial? That was probably it. If, if somebody texted in or something like that, then uh, it was a Google search, and uh, it says uh, "Advert Music Could Have Been Me" band struts. Uh, yeah, E Class. Then that's got to be it. See Preston Elliott currently talking about it now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how up-to-date this information is. So I just thought it was kind of cool because they're, they're still, I consider them to be a newer band. They've got yeah. a few albums out, but they're still 
you know, rising in their fame. And I thought it was cool to hear them in conjunction. On, or, yeah, or it's on a, a good TV score. Spot. Absolutely. So very cool. We should all get for, uh, free Mercedes. I yeah. would hope so. <laughs> Um, so, Brent, what's coming up today? we got a packed program today, Workforce Blocks. Today is the 16th anniversary of Green Day's American Idiot, so we're going to be highlighting some tunes from that, some live stuff in there. It is the 27th anniversary of Nirvana's final album called In Utero, so we're going to be highlighting that as well. And Steve Miller Band, Stevie Guitar, that and more on the program today. Excellent. Thank you very much, Brent. And I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee. Of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors, and Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow should be cool. We'll, we'll have yet our next clue with a $1,000 giveaway on yes. Thursday. And it's if you watch the show, watch, watch, I mean, the name of the show is I Can See Your Voice, Wednesday night at Fox 29. By the way, the the first question that you'll have to, I'm not going to explain it all right yeah, again. Yeah. And just, so the first just, question is, uh, which contestant claims they sang for Simon Cowell's 60s birthday party? This is the new show, I Can Hear Your Teeth. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so that's tomorrow, I'll give you the second one, and then Wednesday the third one, and then on uh, Thursday morning after watching the show, you tune in and answer all three, you win $1,000. Cool. But we'll have that, and we'll have Matthew Modine yeah. on the show tomorrow. We are just talking about one of his movies today, uh, Full Metal Jack. And that's why we're talking to him tomorrow. Oh, really? It's 40th anniversary? anniversary. Wow, amazing. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Completely agree with you, Preston, for what you said last week about people in New Jersey who they just drive like, hell. I was in New Jersey for five minutes and people are honking at me because apparently I'm going to do club. Next message. So my buddy asked me the other day if I would rather eat a nice beaver or a jelly donut. And I said, just mix them. I'll have a jelly beaver. Next message. So sad, bro. It's Monday. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.